1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 438. Terry Miller, the disc golf guy. Not beside Johnny. Virtual studioing in from uh, the other side of Milwaukee, we'll say. I'm in my hometown, Pewaukee which is a western suburb Johnny V is on the northeast side of Milwaukee in you're fancy too, what fox you're,
0: point you're too good to drive the 25 <laughs> minutes is that what it
2: is yeah. this week yeah how many times have you come to my house for a show? Can you imagine us both in zero that's both in that little stew that tiny little area in your house? <laughs> it would get cozy, but we could make it work so nonetheless work. though uh welcome in everyone uh super excited for everybody to join us tonight we're going to have a really fun show we 're going to have in just a few moments our world champion in Paige shoe she 's going to be talking to us she's had a lot of things going on, so of course we'll be able to check in with her. We won't get her too long. This may not be a typical Smashbox evening just because she has a little one and other obligation and is, of course, late on that East Coast. And then after that, if he's uh, if he's up and if he's not too rowdy, we may have the Zach Melton join us. He says he's over there in Emporia area, and I don't know if that means Urban Cowboy or if that means the Pickleball Court. I don't know where he is, but uh, hopefully we're going to be able to make it work out that he joins us as well. We'll get a little perspective from one Zach Melton. And uh, with that, she's on a time crunch. She's got kids to raise. We're going to welcome in Paige Shue to the show. Hey, Paige, how you doing?
3: Hello, I'm doing good. How are y'all? Uh,
2: we are good. We're awesome. we are, Yeah, heck yeah. And <laughs> wow, and I was saying just before, just a few moments ago, you've got a lot of things going on, and it's just exciting to have you on the show. So thank you for coming in and joining us tonight. And we're going to get right to it. This is going to almost feel like rapid fire, but <laughs> okay. new sponsor, right? This year, you yes. made an announcement a few weeks ago saying you're going to be leaving Dynamic Disc, which I think shocked most people. And then after a little bit of teasing it out, we find you arriving and landing over at Team Disccraft. So high, low level, whatever it is, give us, give us the deets. What, what's going on?
3: yeah um ultimately like the switch just kind of stemmed from me needing change um y'all y'all know most people know i've been on dynamic dang, for a long time since seventh grade really you know before they even made discs um but you know they started making discs and i've just always been with them and they were awesome and much love to them. And, you know, there was no bad breaks or anything. But, you know, after this hiatus, I knew that I wanted to change. I wanted to kind of reinvent myself and just start anew. And so uh, I just kind of landed here. Um, I really, I guess, kind of get into some details. I didn't really know what the future was going to look like. And I knew that if I did want to keep playing disc golf, that financial support would have to look a little different and, you know, I wouldn't be able to commit full, full time. And so when I was like thinking about who else to maybe get sponsored by, you know, I needed there to be flexibility and, you know, a little bit more financial support and this craft ended up being the people who literally checked off all my boxes. So I'm super excited and looking forward to the start of the season.
0: Did you approach or did other companies approach you? I mean, obviously, not probably before you announced you were leaving DD uh, just because it feels like it would be very strange to approach you knowing who your dad is. It's like, Hey, you want to leave that team, but that because you kind of preempted it, did you go to other sponsors? Uh, a lot of people were talking infinite, maybe Innova cause you're in the area. Did you talk to anybody mm-hmm. else and see what their offers were like?
3: Um, n- no. So first let me go back to what you first said. The fact that, you know, nobody would ever approach me because they know I'm so heavily involved with DD. Like I felt like that might've held me back a little, you know, you know, nobody would assume that I would have left. So that was a big step in that direction. But no, honestly, ultimately I knew discraft was what I wanted. It just, if you look at all the, the big names out there, it seems like discraft treats their women the best, you know, Innova doesn't have the best reputation and um, I'm old school. I've been playing disc golf for a long time. So I'm like, okay, Innova or discraft, you know, like, Infinite or the smaller companies, I just, I just knew I wanted something more established. So I actually reached out to Discraft and I was so nervous and I'm like, man, are they going to want me? Is anybody going to want me? I haven't played in forever, you know, and, uh, they were s- surprised and stoked to have me. They're like, "What? yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's see what our, you know, options are. And they've got on board pretty quick.
0: You might be the
2: youngest well, old schooler we have. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, you certainly qualify. As you said, you've been playing since such a very young age and your dad and entire family so actively uh, involved in the disc golf community. Now, uh, what what is your plan for this year? I guess I was going to ask, what have you been doing? And I think we all know, of course, your daughter, two years old, just as of recently. Uh, and we've seen you pop up at a few events. but. What does 2023 look like for you? I think that's the question on everyone's mind.
3: I think so too. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not playing every single big event. I think I'm playing about 70% of all elite series, majors, all that stuff. Um, so, our plan with my Discraft deal, I get an RV. It's actually Ezra's RV, so another big thing that I needed if I was going to commit to playing again was I needed something like that so that I could have Savannah and Grady wants to play too so that we can all get the best of both both worlds, or all the worlds, I guess. Um, So we'll be taking the RV. We have a few stints planned out, like we're doing the Texas swing. Um, We'll do DDO, Des Moines, and Preserve. And then we'll do DGLO, Ledgestone, Idlewild. Um, And then like the majors, Champions Cup, Worlds. Uh, It'll just be Grady and I. Grady's going to be playing those tournaments as well. So we won't have Savannah. So I won't be playing the West Coast swings, uh, the swing, any of those tournaments. So I'm trying to play as much as I can Um, with the RV. Grady and I are going to be alternating some tournaments as well. And my parents might come watch the baby for a few tournaments and some of my family members. Um, So we're just trying to get as much as we can in, but make sure we're still making Savannah a priority.
2: And that was going to be my exact uh, question was, will you alternate? Will there be events that either really excite Grady or excite you? And and then will you swap it out, you know, swap out who gets to play, so to speak? Um, how will that decision get made? Or how did it maybe get made as to, hey, you know, I like this course or I like this tournament or I'm a three-time champ here or whatever. Was, <laughs> what went into factoring, like, which ones you'll play and then which ones you, you know, maybe he'll play and you won't.
3: Yeah. So, um, well, first when we are trying to figure out our stints, um, I knew I wanted to do the Texas swing. I had my, my grandmother lives there and she hasn't met Savannah yet. So I'd love to bring her down there. And that's the whole plan with that swing. But we just went through like Waco Grady and I both love playing Waco. Um, so my mom's, I think is going to come watch the baby for that one. But, like uh, Texas, uh, no, the Open at Austin and then Texas States, Grady and I were just like, okay, I'll play this one. You play that one. <laughs> you know, we, so, some of those we don't really know. Like the Open at Austin, I don't know much about or the Houston courses or anything. So we just kind of picked and choose there. But um, then our next in, like uh, Des Moines Preserve, DDO. Um, I, I don't I don't know. Just like with my family being a DDO and my dad is no longer running events um, he's finally mm-hmm. moved that on to someone else, so my parents will be able to watch Savannah. So we're both playing that, and then like Des Moines, I've never played there, but I really like the course on coverage. Um, so I told Grady I wanted to play that one, and he likes Preserve, which is the following weekend. And since the course is on the you know the Mississippi River, I'm like perfect. I'll just play with Savannah in the water while you're playing. And my grand my other grandmother live grandparents live in Minnesota, so just like think- little things like that, you know, I- whether it was the course or. Maybe families around or stuff to do around the course. That's just kind of what led to those decisions. But like the majors, we both wanted to play. So luckily, Grady's parents are also a huge help. We're still playing local A tiers and stuff too when we're missing big tournaments. So um, that and the majors, Grady's parents are going to be watching um. So just a bunch of different things went into it, but we literally just sat down and looked at the schedule and we're like, okay, we want to play this, 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 can this work? Is this worth the drive? And we wanted to make sure if we did take the RV, it was multiple tournaments back to back to back.
2: Yeah. And uh, of mm-hmm. course it's all about the economics and you guys have additional things to think about more so than most traveling disc golf couples uh, of course, you know, with childcare and, and everything else. And now uh, I don't think it could be any more beautiful and and um, and fitting and serendipitous. Maybe this this weekend, you win your first tournament of the year uh, with your with Mm -hmm. your new sponsor in Discraft and it's the Savannah Open and your daughter, of course, (laughs) named Savannah. I mean, uh, now granted, to be fair, I think you're going to win in plenty of cities that aren't named after your daughter, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, talk to us about this weekend and, and, you know, just kind of all of like, are you adapted to all the plastic? People want to know, of course, what you're kind of throwing. T- talk to us about this weekend mm-hmm. and that win.
3: Yeah. Um, so I've had, I've been throwing my discs. They sent me their first box of stuff to try, I think. Sometime in like mid-December maybe. Um, so And the weather was nice towards the end of the year. And then since January, the weather hasn't been great in Charlotte. But anyways, I've spent a lot of time throwing my discs on on courses and field work and stuff. So honestly, I was really nervous about transitioning. You know, there's some staples in my bag, my DD bag that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. You know, I've literally literally been throwing this disc for 13 years or whatever the heck it was, 10 years. Um, So, but really it it was – It was easy. It's just, it's disc golf. You know, they're discs. And I've been playing disc golf for so long. It's like, they're not going to do anything different or special or weird. You know, hit your angles, hit your lines and, you know, just commit time to learning each disc. But um, yeah, my back feels good. Playing in the tournament was awesome. I felt prepared. Um, Some of the discs I like, my crank has been really nice. Like for my distance shots and in the woods, the Heat's a great disc. Loving the buzz, of course. Who doesn't love the buzz? Um, the ringer is a fun disc. And yeah, I played pretty well. My putting wasn't great. Um, I tried putting with roaches, which is kind of like so different than a judge. The judge had a bead. Um, but mm-hmm. I grabbed the roach and I'm like, wow, I love how this feels. And I was putting with it and practicing and stuff. But this weekend, my putting was pretty trash, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and I have been, I've been practicing though. So I'm like, what the heck? So I'm going to give some of their other putters a try. You know, the judge was so thin. And I, literally, I forget that every other company, like the ABR, to a deep putter p2s and deep putter challengers are deep putters and I have really small hands so I I just felt like I needed something a little thinner and the roach felt thinner but I don't it just didn't work out for me so I'm gonna go back and try out challengers and focuses again um just to I think I do need that bead for that consistent release so I've been practicing with those since which has only been a couple days but yeah it was awesome I felt like I was really throwing well like literally man, I was throwing the disc well. It was just my putting was not good. So I'm excited. I mean, I I wanted to play that tournament for two reasons. Grady and I love Savannah. So that's why we went there. But also, I just wanted to see what do I need to work on? What am I, what am I not trusting? You know, is is my, you know, when you're out in the field or playing a casual round, it's easy to be like, "Whoa, these discs are great and they fly perfect. But under the pressure of a tournament, what's it like? And I, I feel like I did really well. So yeah, it was exciting mm-hmm. to be there and win there. And uh, just It was such a fun weekend off the course too We hung out with Zach It's funny that you might interview him today We were literally just hanging out with him And the Ace Run Pro guys are awesome So it was literally just such a fun week Because before that we went to Jacksonville To pick up the RV and film our video So everything was just awesome It was such an exciting week
2: yeah, it sounds like we just missed you last week, of course, uh, in having Holland Hanley and Anthony Barella on the show. They were all still down in Jacksonville. We knew some of the other mm-hmm. team members had dropped in and then, you know, some were already on their way back out and, uh, you were still under the radar, uh, to some degree there. So, um, mm-hmm. this weekend we see you have 948, uh, 903 and Ooh. 946. <laughs> like, like you said though, I mean, you know, uh, it- your first competitive round with New Plastic you don't um, like those numbers 946
0: I mean it's 10 or 15 points above your current rating you, a- you yeah it's av- 20 20 yet yeah, you averaged <laughs> a few points better than your rating but you said you felt like you you putted like trash where where do you feel like your game is I mean you've competed against the best in the world well for for a long yeah. time but even recently where it feels like that the the divisions elevated so how do you feel like your game yeah. is what where do you feel like you stand in the division
3: um, man, if I literally if I made the putts that I made, I feel like I would have averaged like 980. Like, literally, the number of inside the circle putts I missed was like probably four to eight, four, four to six each round, which is embarrassing to admit. Like, I literally just could not get the dang putter in the basket, but I feel great. <laughs> I mean, uh, the but the course we played was super tight and technical. Um, so I know most of the tour courses are more wide open, um, more elements you got to deal with like wind and rain and stuff like that. So, um, I I don't know. I mean, I felt like I was controlling the disc super well and I feel great. Um, and and I think, you know, I, I, the last couple of years I've been watching live coverage, of course, and watching all the tournament and I see the shots that are being thrown, the putts that are being made. And I'm like, I did that. I can still do that. I just have to commit the time and I just haven't been able to commit the time. Obviously, you know, obviously I have a child and I finished my degree as well. So I've just been so busy, but I know that again, like once I fully commit and put my heart and soul into it, uh, I just feel like it'll be hard for me not to succeed, like not in a conceited way or anything, but it also helps that I've been playing disc golf for 16 years. You know, it's like riding a bike. You don't forget. You you just got to get the reps in
0: yeah I've joked with people in that like people that have been playing this long you me Terry we have a we have a floor where it's like it doesn't matter if you haven't played for a year or 4 years you're going to come out you're going to shake some rust off and then you're going to hit that floor real quick and then it's just nothing but up from there so it's uh it's yeah. funny to hear that how how you describe your putting when for many years you were known as one of the best putters on tour I mean, obviously, this the sport has evolved a little bit. We're seeing people like Own Scoggins come out and just hit them from everywhere. But for the longest mm-hmm. time, you were known as you know a, a top two or three putter in the world. So, does it frustrate you? I mean, how how much does that how much does that hurt? Like knowing, like, come on, Paige. <laughs>
3: um, um, I uh, it doesn't hurt a lot. The last two years have really made me like more grateful for disc golf and like put everything into perspective. And um, that's that's one thing I think that's going to help me this year is like just being grateful to be back out. You know, you like don't know what you got till it's gone. And I loved being at home with my baby and being with Savannah, but like watching tournaments go by and, you know i'm just like dang i want to be there so bad so like even though i sucked up putting this past weekend and you know even during the bad shots i'm like man this is what i'm supposed to be doing i love this so much and so i think that helps with that and i mean i think my putting i'm uh, vegas is in what like a few like uh, five six five mm, weeks maybe five weeks six yeah, weeks, five six yeah. weeks something like that five. Yeah, something like that. But, I mean, if I just keep practicing my putting every day, I have no doubt that that's going to be fixed up real quick.
2: And, you know, as you're talking about playing for so long and then, of course, throwing DD for so long, what, what were you throwing before Dynamic was making their own discs or had their own lineup? What were some of the molds, and did you go back to, to re-grab any of those those molds or discs from way back in the day?
3: Yeah, I was actually on Team Discraft before I was on Dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that, you know, when everyone had to choose and was so dramatic Mm -hmm. and Prodigy was coming out, too. Um, To be honest, I I was I was pretty young, so I really don't remember a lot of what I threw. Um, I remember throwing the buzz and putting with the challenger. But I like literally, I do not remember what else was in my bag. I remember before that I was throwing like wraiths a lot and I was putting with lightning, a lightning putter, which is kind of crazy. I was a very mixed bag, but um, (laughs) yeah, I was on discraft for about a year and a half, maybe before Didi made discs.
2: And what were the, you know. what were some of the conversations like with, with your dad, who's obviously he holds, you know, the title that he does at dynamic. He's obviously been right there your entire, you know, not only your life, but your disc golf playing career. Were some of those conversations awkward or difficult or what was that like?
3: No, not at all. My dad's awesome. You know, he, he doesn't care. He wants what's best for me. Um, when I, told him like, yeah, I think it's time for me to leave. He was like, yeah, that makes sense. I understand. Like, you know, I wish He was like, I wish, I wish we would have done more for you. But also, you know, he was just such in a weird position. You know, he didn't want to, you know, push for me too much, you know, but also it was a weird, weird line for him to kind of be treading on. So, um, but he was so supportive, and he he's so excited for me. And they just want me; to – both my parents just just want me to play disc golf again. They're like, "We miss you." You know, we don't watch disc golf that much unless you're on the coverage, and we we're just waiting for you to go back out there. You know, and so they they just want me to be happy. And you know, was, that literally never crossed my mind. A lot of people were like, "It was it hard to leave because of your dad?" I'm like, no, you know, I just got to do what's best for me. And now my own family that now that I have my own right. family, so.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I was just going to say, you know, there's obviously been a lot of conversation about contracts all over the place in both divisions, men's and women, and among all the divisions, or I'm sorry, among all the different manufacturers. And And at the end of the day, you need to advocate and do what's best for you and for your family. And it's really of no concern, you know, really to anyone that's that's not you or your family, you know, and, and we think about that, you know, with all the Hubbub with, you know, that Simon Lizotte guy. Apparently, he changed manufacturers. I don't know if you heard that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's apparently, but just all of our, you know, different players. And it's like, y- you're your own, um, you know, biggest, uh, you know, resource, fan, supporter. You have to do all those things and what's best for your family. And then uh, that also kind of then opened another opportunity, if I recall, in that you have a new bag sponsor. Is that what, is that what was announced first as well or no? And tell us about yes, that. Yes,
3: yep. Yeah, I am on Team Squatch now, which is so awesome. I haven't had a bag sponsor in like a decade, you know. Didi made their own bag, so I couldn't be sponsored <laughs> by, um, you know, a bag company. But yeah, I'm on Squatch now. They're super awesome. Um, I think what sells – I have some other sponsors too I'm kind of going to be announcing soon. But I think that people really like my story, you know, of coming back, having you know, having a family and still trying to follow my dream of being a disc golfer while still being a mother – and um, the people at Squatch were so excited. They were already fans of me. And, you know, with how disc golf exploded in 2020 and like Squatch wasn't even I don't think they were even a company when I was competing. So <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if they know who I am. You know, I just <laughs> it, this crazy all these new disc golfers. And so um, a lot of like when I was first reaching out to people, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous. Like, why am I so nervous to do this? Like, they there's going to blow me off. Anyway, so uh, Tony and Sean, the guys at Squatch, were so nice, and we chit-chatted for a long time, and they just loved my story, and um, yeah, and they liked my social media presence as well. You know, I got like 40,000 followers, so that really helped with you know, some conversations as well. So I kept up with that, which was nice over the past couple of years. So just kind of all worked out. But yeah, Squatch, Squatch bags are awesome. They hold tons of discs, tons of, tons of snacks, tons of drinks, everything. They're really comfortable. And it's just like, it's just exciting with something new, you know?
0: I mean, you've always got yeah, that, uh, that world championship, you know, uh, in your back <laughs> pocket that you can kind of throw around when you need to. It's like, you know, you have 40,000 subscri- Instagram or whatever followers and, you also are a world champion like a, a tw- you know you've you had one of the greatest stories I've ever had the the fortunate i that i was in the fortunate position to broadcast, and you can always bring that to a sponsor like I was a world champion i left i'm coming back i want to be a world champion again, and i think there's a really there's a really great story there for i mean for everybody but including sponsors that want to get on uh, on board
3: yeah. yeah i mean it's just like. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead.
3: It's, it's, it's crazy to say this, but like my, my world title feels insignificant. You know, I just feel like time has passed and disc golf is different. And um, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. It feels like it was so long ago and it doesn't matter. But obviously it does matter. But, you know, time <laughs> goes on and new champions are crowned. And so as it goes... Ne- you know what's next what's who's who's good now and so it, it's feel like it's, it was easy to fall into like oh i'm not good nobody cares you know, I don't, dramatic, uh, you know no, i'm do kind of dramatic
2: no nobody yeah <laughs> i was gonna say you're 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 making stuff up there in your own head because uh and, and what we mean by that is clearly you won a world title especially when um you know, there were so many other expectations, I think, of someone like a page who was having the year she was, page Pierce, that is, of course. Um, and the fact that it, it wasn't necessarily expected, maybe other than by yourself and, and your biggest supporters, everybody was thinking this is page Pierce's uh title to go get again. Not everybody, clearly, you had bigger, better ideas than that. <laughs> we love it. Um, I it's it's not insignificant anyway. You're right, it does feel like a different era almost, but. Pre-COVID. All the titles I mean, are, uh, yeah, all the titles, though, are as crucial as ever, as you know, and you forever have that in your back pocket. And you did it at, what, the age of 18 or 19? I th-
3: no, I think I was 21.
2: Were you? Tw- okay, I apologize. I was thinking. I was were 21. Little, okay. N- nonetheless, <laughs> you've done all these things. You've just had a long career, and you're still in your early 20s. I think that's where you're uh, maybe thinking it feels <laughs> so different, so. You're in a perfectly great <laughs> it, position. There's there's no doubt about it.
3: Yeah, it's it's crazy that I'm 26. So now I'm getting on the older okay. side of 20s, which is crazy. Oh, but okay. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got my cane over here that I have rested. <laughs> <Do, laughs>
0: Jesus. Yeah. Uh, do, do you, <laughs> I mean, it's there. There is a, I almost feel like uh, parallel isn't the right word. We had a great story with Nathan Queen winning in the Queen Cities. Or the Queen City, whatever Mm. it's called. Do you feel there's any possible serendipity (laughs) to you coming back the year that Worlds is back at GMC? Like, does that creep into your mind again? Like, that would make a really great story. Like to to (laughs) to, you know to to win Smugs, come back to Smugs, and maybe have uh, maybe maybe hit gold again.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah, of course that's crossed my mind. I love that course. You know, it's the same time of year. It's I have heard they're changing up the courses a little bit, but yeah, no, I'm so excited to go back and if, if it works out great, but I could win a world title in the middle of nowhere and I would still be stoked. So, you know, whenever, yeah. whenever that time comes along, hopefully it does come along. If it was this year, that would be serendipitous and so awesome and smugs would be mine, but uh, you know, whatever happens, like, like I said, I'm so grateful and I just want to go compete again. I cannot wait for the season to start.
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm just now again looking at your, the worlds from that year. Uh, you were the seventh highest rated woman there. And of course the likes of Paige, uh, Sarah Hocum, Katrina Allen, all with world championship titles in front of you. Uh, it was, it was a very, very significant field and there's nothing you should ever think that it was anything less than, uh, pretty incredible. What is amazing is uh to speak to the growth though is to think that was one of the larger fpo payouts we had seen at that time and it was five thousand dollars and now we're seeing money obviously has grown you know so much since that time and that's uh, all part of the growth that you know you talked about 2020 and beyond it's crazy so before we let you go because we know we're gonna we're not gonna keep you smashbox long tonight we're gonna keep it on the shorter side uh and we know we know he's his own man. Uh, that That is maybe cast a taller shadow than you, cause, only because he is taller. But uh, can you give us any quick insights uh, as to your husband, Grady, new sponsor we saw, and uh, any other quick details about
3: him? Yeah, you know, he's so excited to play as well. Yep, He's on Team Infinite. He loves an open bag. He hasn't been sponsored since 2019. I think was his last year with Latitude. So um, he's so excited to have a sponsor again. We both were like talking to each other and we're like, wow, dude, like we're getting paid to play disc golf again. Like literally just to throw discs. Like, yes, (laughs) you know, we both are just so excited. But, you know, he, I think he's going to be on Squatch too. I think that's kind of still up in the air, but um, yeah, he's just as excited. He's as eager as I am. He's playing, you know, just as many tournaments as I am. And um, we're looking forward to the season t- together and still as a family like that's, you know, Savannah coming into our lives was so crazy and so awesome at the same time. And, you know, we have our love for disc golf and our love for Savannah and the love for each other and it's just so awesome that it worked out that Discraft let us use the RV so that we could all be around everything we love and keep pushing and pursuing our dreams. And it's just beautiful, and it's awesome that I married a disc golfer. Just, <laughs> just gonna say that. <laughs> but yeah, he's excited too, and there's lots of good stuff coming from him.
2: Yeah, I, I was just, I was just thinking like, if there's a. Yet another story, and and I think of what we just saw with on tour, and and other things that the disc golf network can do. If there's a story, uh, it, it's you guys, and this year, it's the idea of being on the road full time as parents of a of a two year old. And let's face it, we don't have any other parents that have children that young that are on tour. Jennifer Allen, of course, has you know teenagers and young adult children. And then for the most part, we don't have a lot of children that are, um well, that are just that children of top level players for the most part. Most of them are getting and, puppies. Uh,
0: and you're yeah, exactly. A, you're bringing a child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: and I don't care I what know. anyone says. Like dogs, dogs are not, they're not like having a child. I mean, they are, but they're still very much not like let's. They're um, not, so,
3: and it's no. I I don't mean yeah. When they're like, oh, it's my family, which I know it's their family, but I'm like, of it's so different.
2: Yeah, but you can't leave like your I, child in the RV for six hours while you go out and play. <laughs> Even if it's air conditioned, you can't leave your child in an RV unattended for six hours.
3: <laughs> no, but uh, I do. I do hope that this inspires people, and uh, you know, a lot of the women on tour. I mean. I assume some of them want children at some point, And so maybe like seeing us do it, especially like as a woman, you know, me doing it and coming back on tour, I hope that I, you know, inspire them or even not touring players who are like, Man, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby. That means my disc golf career is over. You know, it's. I I just hope that people can see that it's it's possible to do both, and you can still be an amazing mother while still being an amazing athlete or an amazing whatever profession you want to be at, you, whatever profession you want to work in. However that <laughs> you say that, but anyways, um, yeah, I just I hope that the story just shed some light, and um, I'm so excited for Savannah to travel the country and see, you know, all the exciting sights and just be exposed to new things.
2: Uh, yeah, and and the board is yelling at me saying, Emerson, Keith, I'd say he's probably the closest to you in, the, in that oh. he wants to play as much as he does, um, and then he'll have his wife. But his wife doesn't golf regularly like Grady does, so um, mm-hmm. she's you know, maybe takes on more of those, uh, energies and efforts, but, um, and, and Nate Sexton, he doesn't count great guy, but Nate's not playing nearly as much as in a fully on tour person. So, and, I mean, um, and
0: I know Emerson brings his family along sometimes, but I don't <laughs> think it's, I don't think it's full time. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it full time? Are they full time traveling nah. together now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. Oh, that's okay. Oh, good. Hi, Hi Savannah.
2: Nah.
3: Hello? that's a nice how banana Banana time banana.
2: there's grady how you doing grady this, this way oh he can't hear oh me how goodness. you doing, how though? Are you doing? <laughs> good <laughs> good good to see you uh and, and that's uh what i would consider perfect wow. opportunity for bedtime <laughs> yes. you're right terry i'm going to bed <laughs> yeah you go to bed johnny savannah will as well uh Paige, thank you so much for joining any Either sponsors and or anything oh, else. The floor is entirely yours to uh, say anything you want before we let you go. Hi.
3: Hey, um, I think I said everything. I'm just super excited. Of course, thanks to Discraft and Squatch, you know, believing in me and helping support us financially and helping me with my dreams. You know, you can't really do anything on your own and having good people in your corner obviously helps a lot. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Of course. Well, Paige, we're really excited to see the journey of yours along with Grady and Savannah. I'm sure I'll be seeing you out there. Uh, somehow I raised my kids to be 11 and 14 and they're still alive. So if you need me to to help out for a few minutes, I can maybe sit in, but uh, a that's good all fan. I would trust me with. Uh, yeah. uh, but seriously, thank you. Uh, congratulations on your win this weekend, this last weekend. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, out on the course and on the tour, you thank and the whole family. So thanks for joining.
3: Awesome. Thank you guys.
2: Thanks, Paige. All right. Have a good night. Take care. Mm-hmm. Good night. You too. And of course, 2018 World Champion. Paige Shue. And uh as you said, the whole uh winning at Smuggler's Notch, um, her middle name being Muggs, uh, just mm-hmm. uh just incredible. I- um and, and we'll see if some of that magic it possibly be, whether it's rekindled or jump-started or kick-started, jump kick whatever you want to say, uh, lightning strike twice and then some. I don't know what you want to call it. I um, mean, you, you could say it's lightning, it.
0: but we'll see how she's playing. Maybe she's the favorite going into smugs by the end of the Correct. season. You, you just don't know what type of uh, player is going to come out uh, from an experienced pro like that. I mean, different discs, different mentality, different um, uh, motivations. Honestly, everybody yeah. everybody digs their motivations diff- uh, other places. I was joking on the board that for many years, I always said Paige Shu, at the time, Paige Bjorkis, was my favorite FPO player to watch because her attitude was always so positive. Such a, a friendly, shining face. She took some time off and Own took the, uh, the mantle for a long time. Very similar mentality. Now I'm going to have them both on tour. It's going to be tough. I don't know who I'm going to root for, Terry. I mean, I'll root for them both, but uh. at some point... Someone's going to have to win.
2: <laughs> I know and I w- I was just thinking um will Doug and Noemi have any kind of, you know, um hesitation about, you know, cheering for a DD player versus their uh no. non-DD daughter, but no, we 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 know we know how thick that blood is as it should be. Well, it's really um, funny cuz you see a, you know, this past season we saw Jeff Panis
0: caddying For not Kona, (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. he he caddied uh, for for for, for Innova players, and I I I get it, like but you don't you know he's rooting for Kona whether it whether he's caddying or helping out an Innova player he's he's rooting for Kona and I feel it's kind of the same thing you know you you just blood is thicker than water regardless of whatever whatever kind of plastic you're throwing and you you know that uh, they're they're, I mean I'm sure it goes uh, page. And then every other DD player, (laughs) but
2: (laughs) uh, well, and and uh, yeah, and we know that also because these companies uh, are not only the players are like family, but then just all of us are part of this overall frisbee family, like you're saying. uh, Somebody at Dynamics not going to get mad if Doug were to grab the bag and then go caddy, uh, you know, for a day or a weekend uh, on pages. Uh, bag or something of that nature, nobody would bat an eye at that, nor should they. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. So, of course, we thank Paige for joining us here tonight. I did send a message over to one Zach Melton. I think it's also been a minute, as the kids say, since uh, we've had a Zach Melton sighting on the show. And uh, if he's up for it, and hopefully he's around, I sent him the link. Uh, At this point, I think we just kind of hold our breath. The same link that... uh, uh, that you sent to. I did send him the same one okay. that I sent to Paige. Perfect, and we'll so, be all, uh, then if we'll he be all if same. he does see it and pops on, uh, we'll be ready to pop off. I think.
0: Uh, I think Terry, we we need to talk about the the big. I mean, since last Tuesday, the biggest news, of course, was Simon Lazat's contract. He, I think he announced it on Thursday or something along those lines, and basically, we can say ten years, ten million plus incentives. That, that's kind of the quick yeah. w- quick way of saying it. There's going to be a Simon line of plastic, whatever it's called. Maybe it's the Simon line as well. I don't know. But that that was the, uh, the predominant news going into uh, the weekend. And do you have any, in- before we move on to other things, because that feels almost so long ago, like we've been talking about this <sighs> Simon to MVP storyline for almost a month and a half now, if not longer. It finally happens, and now it's. It feels like a little bit of air is let out of the balloon. Like cool, everyone's excited still. They'll, they'll, you know, there'll be new discs and whatnot. But I don't know if there's anything else to say that we haven't run over seventeen times.
2: Yeah, and and of course that goes back and forth as to whether or not these leaks or rumors were actually good or bad, and. Uh, you know, we heard Simon reference them in more than one way, uh, not only in one of his videos, but then also when he was on with the Nick and Matt show and he talked about it and then he talked about, you know, Drew Gibson and other pros making posts or making insinuations or or mm-hmm. dropping hints and, and such. And and I, I can certainly uh, we can see it both ways. We could see that, you know, if nothing gets said and it just comes out of nowhere, it's this Crazy, uh unbelievable shock to the world, and then also the fact that there were so many different rumors for so long. If that kind of hyped things up, and did it feel like it went on too long? Uh, I guess it depends on what kind of fan you are. If 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 you feel like if you're a, if you are a hardcore disc maniac, you may feel like that was the slowest band aid to get ripped off, and then <laughs> you know stabbed in the heart eventually. Um, and if you were an MVP person, you were maybe thinking, "Oh shoot, maybe it's maybe it's not happening." Why? Why is he releasing a video on January first? Uh, still, you know, and, promoting. Well, yeah, it's, Discmania. It's so. funny
0: because as we know, the and Zach is in our green room, so we'll get to him in just a quick second here. Um, that the leaks are hard not to break. I mean, we I heard on another pot on uh the Upshot with Charlie saying that someone at Discmania reached out to him privately and said, Hey, Simon's leaving. And this was like, he said before he heard any of the other rumors from other, from whether mm. it was players or whatnot, these secrets are going to be more and more difficult. The bigger our sport gets because they affect so many people. Now, I don't think anyone MVP would have broken the news, but you know, you have someone at disc who's maybe a little bit, whether they're, whether they're excited for him, whether they're excited just to be able to share the news, whether they're upset that Simon's leaving, it, those are the type of things that are gonna that are gonna continue to be leaked, and secrets are gonna be very hard to keep.
2: Yeah, and and my last point on that would be: think about the people that needed to know about this happening. You think about the the whole doombird situation and what they were gonna do with them. That means everybody at Discmania, or not everybody, but a ton of people at minimum know what's going on because they're wondering what what are we doing with these doombirds? What's going on? You know, this given this whole situation. And then you you know then there's um, you know, the disc golf pro tour and the disc golf network. There's, there's associations that have to be done, whether it's gear or playing cards and other things that might come into a factor. Just as one example, there's so many people that touch us. Then there's the, the people that make his new sweatshirt. Like, are they a disc golf company that is producing sweatshirts? Are they making anything that's customer specific? Because that might be a whole nother warehouse full of people that are on the fringe of disc golf, and then all also know this crazy news. So there's so many different places where you could point to and so many different reasons why people might actually say something or not. Um, I I think that's going to be just part of it. When you're talking about a person and a contract, and as he even said, being in an airport can raise some questions, depending on what city you're seen in, can certainly, uh you know, stoke that fire in that conversation. So um it is what it is. Uh maybe later we'll talk a little bit more about it, but for the most part, yeah, the whole Simon to MVP has been officially put to bed and then some. Uh he did a great interview with the Nick and Matt show. He said he didn't really want to have to go on to podcasts and, and say the same thing a 100 different times, uh which I can understand to some degree. So, um I I listened to the Nick and Matt show. Uh first time listener, first time caller, so that was good. Uh, You've been uh, on the show, like, Terry. Yeah, I I didn't listen. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, okay, but they, on. it was great, okay. and you got a ton of great info. If there's anything you want to know about the Simon uh, situation, he does a great job. Clearly, they do a great job of talking to him about it. So, uh, I think one of the biggest mouths in disc golf, though, you said he's he's hanging out in the yeah. green room. Are we yeah. going to welcome him in right now? None other than the uh, the hairy man himself, Zach Melton. <laughs> now, uh, uh, uh,
0: when you say one of the biggest buddy. one of the biggest mouths, are you talking like? Uh, braggart, because I hear him talking all sorts of smack about pickleball. I hear him talking smack to other disc golf players, whether it's disc golf or pickleball. What can't you do, yep. Zach Melton?
1: Uh, really, there's nothing. I mean, honestly, you know, I'm just like a mediocre cook. You know, I really, I only dabble. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I could pick it up and just kill it if I wanted to, you know?
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, li- you want to leave some for the rest. I mean, because if you dominate in every category across the board like you're going to create enemies and we we don't want that i mean that's why you're so lovable
1: oh i mean yeah i, I hate everyone i don't get it but everybody likes me but i don't like anyone
2: <laughs> uh so we saw in the news recently that uh uh-huh. we, we see an extension for you uh contract season clearly lots of chatter going on out there an extension for you is, What year is this for you in terms of full-time touring? How many years are we going into?
1: Um, I kind of, like, partially toured in 2015 and then kind of, like, full-time hit the road in 2016. So I've been doing it ever since. So, like, eight and a half years, like, coming on nine, I guess. This will be uh, my seventh season with uh, Dynamic. I signed with them in 2017 and been there ever since.
0: Is it funny to think you're one of, like, the elder statesman on tour i mean
1: oh it's so weird
0: i mean looking around and seeing you guys you know ganon and ezra other ezra you know just looking at these guys and like ah these guys are babies you know they've done this one year two years maybe join the club when you're at when you know call me when you hit six or eight
1: right like i'm trying to think it might have been like two or three years ago i played uh I was playing Idlewild, and I think I was on Chase Card after the first round. And I was playing with uh, Kyle Klein, Thomas Gilbert, and Andrew Marweed. And I was like, bro, I'm the oldest on this card by like nine years. What the heck? (laughs) Like, I'm out there babysitting while also competing against the best disc golfers in the world, you know? I'm like, Kyle needs parental consent to go like half the places he goes to, so (laughs) –
2: yeah. And, and yet somehow uh, he's entrusted with a puppy and a girlfriend. I, I don't know. I don't know how
1: those are good. No, decisions. no, no, no. <laughs> Cynthia takes care of, of them. He, he, yeah, it's all yeah, that's all Cynthia. That's
2: obvious. <laughs> uh, so every well, let's back up one year. Um, w- What does that say in, in terms of uh, how either what is that DD the way they do contracts is that something that you're most comfortable with? Uh, you know what's kind of the conversation that goes into when you're looking at a contract and a renewal year after year or every few years?
1: Yeah, I think it's just kind of like the nature of of like the game that it's kind of for the most part year by year. You really don't see a lot of like multi year contracts. You know, like there there's. It seems like here lately, there's been a lot of turnover, like people changing sponsors, pretty much every off season. So I think that's just kind of the norm. Because, I mean, I I think we've seen that, like even people who are under multi-year contracts, like still end up changing. You know, Um, so I'm I'm assuming it's probably like the easiest way for the sponsors to kind of uh, protect themselves while also trying to take care of the player for the year. And, And it's probably kind of like, okay, well. We signed this player, and, and, you know, there's got to be mutual interest. Like, obviously, I want to be with DD, and they want me there, which is why it worked out. But, yeah, I think it's just kind of of the nature of how it's gone recently, at least.
2: And I'm looking at your schedule here. It looks like you're all in on the early uh, portion of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Is there anything that you would say is kind of off the beaten path or something that might shock or surprise somebody uh, in terms of what you're planning on playing
1: this year? Um, I mean, I feel like if you know me, it won't shock you, but um, the Virginia Team Invitational, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it happens every year in March. Um, for the first three or four years that Waco started, uh, I didn't get to play it because it was the same weekend. And now, they fall, now I believe it falls on the third weekend and Waco is the second. So I've been able to play Waco the last couple of seasons, but I will forever and always play that tournament. Um, anybody that's played like a team event, it's just a different dynamic. It's just it's so much fun. It's just like pure joy of disc golf. It's it's just there's not really money to be had, but you're just out there with your homies, you know, talking crap with other people from other states and you're trying to win this random milk jug trophy and you know it's just all bragging rights, but it's just my favorite weekend of the year, hands down.
2: Yeah, and in Wisconsin, we have a team tournament up at Sandy Point Resort and same idea i mean it's 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 steeped in you know 30 years of history and uh you know taken from san diego's team tournament very you know similar setup as i'm sure not too different from the vti but there is something that's special that's so unique about that uh for for sure in that setting um this year are we going to see you in your yeah there you go if you turn it it, turn it and then let it sit it
1: uh, oh, we'll you, you we'll have switch. to have
2: auto rotate on your on your phone eventually it'll switch eh, usually it's fine, oh, no. yeah. fine. Yeah. all right um yeah. we've seen you in the last couple of years pretty much solo or at least uh you you in control of your own car uh and not too many other long-term passengers is that is that the mm-hmm. game plan again i mean we just heard uh page talking about a huge rv for child and
1: husband what's your plan yeah um, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Like I have my own vehicle and I'm kind of, I, uh, I do, a, I do the tour a little bit differently. Um, a lot of guys stay on the road for 10 months. Um, I'm not about that life. That's just way too much. I, uh, you know, I have a family, so I travel back and forth. I'll go on the road for two, three weeks and then I'll go back home and then I'll come back out. So I play like 75% of the events. Um, so I'm out there for the majority, um, you know, which is what, you know, my sponsor wants I'm out there, but, you know, I'm not doing the whole 10 months straight. I think that's crazy. Um, you know, I think that's just too much. And I think that's why we're seeing, at least it seems like the last couple of years, we've seen some injuries in disc golf. And I think that probably isn't too far of a stretch to say that coincides with the tour growing from maybe like eight events to 12 events to 15. Now we're, now with majors, elite series, silver series, we're at like twenty, what twenty five, twenty six. That's a lot. It's a lot, and I think you're, you're we're going to see more. Unfortunately, I mean, I don't wish for it, but I think you're just going to see more of it because the way it's structured right now, silver series events were supposed to be like kind of like uh, test events, but they're they you still receive points for playing them. So everyone that plays elite series plays silver series, so everyone's playing like twenty twenty to twenty plus like elite events basically, you know, against the best of the best. And everyone wants to be there. No one wants to miss them and, and lose points, you know. So everybody's kind of pushing their body to the limit.
0: I know yeah, that I I joked I, earlier about, you know, uh pickleball and whatnot, and Terry was talking about anything that out oh, of the ordinary do you participate in any of the pickleball tournaments? I mean, are, are you active in that scene at all? I think I saw you play at least one competition or I saw it on the socials or whatnot. Is, is there any plans for that to supplement you know weekends when you're not disc golfing, something closer to home?:
1: No, not really. like I, the way I described it, um, it's actually kind of funny. Um, a lot of people, a lot of disc golfers, like it seems like, have started playing. And, uh, you know, I've talked to a few. They said, you know, I saw you played a tournament. What was that like? And I was like, honestly, the best way I can describe it is like it took me back to playing amateur disc golf, like pure fun weekend. You don't worry about the results. You're out there because you love slinging frisbees and like you're just there to have a good time. And like it was an absolute blast. It was so much fun. I don't I, I like watch a good amount of it. And like I've played with some of the like better players kind of like where I live. And it's like. Bro, these people are good, and then there's people who like put them to shame, and it's just like I don't know about all that, but I do enjoy playing. You know, it's fun.
0: Yeah, I talked to Robert McCall today, and he said you didn't, you wouldn't stand a chance against him. So,
1: bro, Robert is so bad. He plays against all these these jabronis down there in Texas, and he's like, oh, I'm a four zero. I'm so good.
0: It's <laughs> a yeah, Texas right. four, you know. It's like a tennis yeah Texas two. four.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Maybe like Tennessee three, maybe, okay, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Yeah, now all the uh, Texas people are going to be in y'all's comments coming after me. But uh, yeah. I had to shout to well, out to Robert. I did reach out to
0: Robert what? today and said hi, so he 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 returns the favor. I'm sure.
1: No, he's Robert's uh, very good. Actually, he's very good.
2: Um when you talk about the touring and going back i think when i think about you on the road year after year as you've been i think about the the 8 the 10 and the 12 hour drives that you are that you're peeling off i think more than anyone again you're often alone and you're often heading usually back home um do you drive more than anyone else because you you keep going back and kind of resetting yourself and then going back out. I mean, your tour looks more like a like a sprawling starfish, you know, across the country <laughs> than it does yeah. like an actual, you know, weird polygon shape.
1: Right, right. I might, I guess with the the doubling there and back, I, I might one up everybody actually. Um yeah, my like, the to start the year, I'm playing Vegas, which I'm going to end up flying out there. Nobody wants to drive to Vegas.
2: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Who who can actually leave Vegas weekend driving, you know? Like, you need to get on that plane, take a <laughs> nap. But, uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then I think the Texas stretch, like, I'm playing Waco. So I'm driving to Waco. I'll drive back home, drive up to Virginia, play VTI, drive back home, and then I'm driving back for Texas States. So, you know... Super, super exciting stuff. Driving through Texas. Yeah, super, yeah would it make sense efficient. in that case? Just to,
2: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say maybe just to fly to VTI right out of Texas, leave your car there, and then just fly
1: back. That that might make a little more sense. Yeah, I mean, if I was Paul Macbeth, it might make more sense. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> <laughs> just to borrow his McLaren or something. <laughs> Does he have just a jet Paul, yet? I'll, I'll tell him I'll, leave, I'll fill up the gas tank if he'll just let me let me hit it up for, for a weekend. <laughs> I think driving uh, that would be the equivalent of like flying up there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it certainly could be. Uh, was, was there, you know, I know we were talking, kind of joking about, uh, you know, all the rumor mill and the conversations. Some of it was on Twitter. I know a pretty active space for you uh, when it comes to being yeah. uh, in the disc golf conversations. Uh, hey, what did, did you what guys know you that
1: Simon is joining MVP? Did you all know that? I, I heard I he just was going heard it somewhere else. Breaking breaking news. I heard it on Smashbox tonight. He wow. went to MVP. Yeah.
2: Crazy. Yeah. I know. Uh what what do you think of, of just the overall conversation and chatter? Because you're such a sports fanatic in general. So is disc golf on par? Are we are we doing it right or wrong when it comes to these conversations?
1: I think we're seeing it trend towards like other sports, you know, like I think this off season was a perfect example. Like, there were people on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like, two months ago. They're like, bro, Simon's going MVP. And it's like, what? Where in the heck did that come from? You know what I mean? And then two mm-hmm. months later, it's like, well, they're a genius. Or they know a rat. <laughs> one of the two.
2: The latter. Um,
0: yeah, it's
1: the latter. Yeah,
2: sure. and talking about it, does that is that good? Is that overall good for us? Because it just provided a lengthier bigger conversation and more chatter and more overall, um, you know, spotlight on it or not?
1: I think, I uh, I mean, probably sucks for Simon or MVP, right? They probably want to just mm-hmm. blow everyone's minds and like make all the dismania fanboys cry themselves to sleep. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably good because all it does is generate talk and chatter and And, you know, disc golf is trending and, you know, people talking about Simon, where's he going? And then you got people getting mad and getting all in their feelings, arguing about he would never leave disc mania. And it's like, bro, don't don't really. I mean, anybody's going to leave to get a bag. You know, I don't think anybody is. People talk about loyalty and I'm sure people like where they're at and whatnot. But if people get money thrown at them, that's like life changing money. They're going to take it, you know
0: that's an offer to other sponsors Zach, that's Zach hinting by the way Like, like <laughs> um,
1: I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just here you're interested to, in to more money my homies. That, yep. I
0: mean now, he wants a million yeah. dollar a year contract everybody if someone <laughs> yeah. throws Zach a million dollars a year he's willing to switch but otherwise he has DD loyalty That's, that's exactly
2: uh, Wait, what way to put it, and and that actually that that does bring up a, a really valid question, and and usually I'll I'll be this may not come as a surprise to most. I don't think about questions before the show. This is pretty much just uh, a random flow of of conversation. But I was thinking, what what is a Simon Lazat contract, and then where you position yourself, your value to a dynamic or maybe any other suitor. Does that provide perspective for you? I mean, in where you think either your skills are, your social media value, your overall value as as a as a athlete and an entertainer. Like, how does that put things into perspective for you personally?
1: Um, I mean, I think like seeing people get these big contracts, it's like it's just a sign of the sport growing. And so the sport will continue to grow. I mean, it has just just over the time, short time that I've been playing. It's kind of wild how it's changed. And obviously, Terry, for you, you've been playing a really long time. So, like, you know, I'm sure the sport's changed a lot from when you started. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> you were throwing rocks. Rocks at trees. Yeah. Like, you're saying, like not, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. ROC, like literally like. Physical ROCK, no, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: ROC yeah, you tried to find those flat ones, get those skips, right? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: yeah, when when Barry no, I,
2: Schultz at some of my first tournaments was winning, uh, you know, $97, and he won the tournament, you know, against 15 other people, and ninety, yeah, like, there you go. literally $97 was first place. You know, we were paying mm-hmm. $30 to enter, but, yeah, very different world. Anyway, go on.
1: No, yeah, so I think, like, when you see this, it's like, I don't know. I I assume there's probably some jealousy, probably. That's just natural. Human beings, you know, it's like it it happens. But in my mind, it's like that's good for everyone, you know. People eating, it's like it's just going to bring more people to the table. So the sport's going to continue to grow. That looks big time. That looks good, I'm sure, to people who are new to the sport or potential outside sponsors. It's like, wow, this is getting more serious. And that's just everybody's going to eat if it continues to grow like that, you know.
2: Does it make things more competitive for someone like yourself that is you know you're what a thousand seven rated i think um and you're not yeah. necessarily taking down four elite titles like like Ricky or like Simon this year does that like how does that jockey for position with other people that are in your um you know competitive space most closely?
1: Um, I mean, I feel like you just got to worry about what you can, which is just yourself, you know, and bring value where you can, go out, work hard, show up, do the best you can, play as best you can, and, you know, promote well for your sponsors and, and your brand and just see where the chips lie. You know, like you really can't worry about anybody else. Like I said, it's like, look at Simon. That's awesome. I'm happy for him. You know, he, he is an entertainer and he's getting paid for it. And, you know, we all got to go out and try to do our best and cash in, you
2: know. Uh so aside from pickleball clearly and and whooping up on people like Robert, what what oh, are yeah. some of the other things that that you absolutely like that are on your list? You've because you've, you know, a veteran to the tour, you kind of know the places you want to be or don't want to be or things you've probably checked out uh checked off a lot of bucket list items, you know, well on the tour. What what's something that you may look forward to uh that's either new were exciting uh, in this year of touring?
1: Um, yeah, I would love, like, I went to Europe in 2016, played uh, European Masters at Yarva, and that was so amazing. I got to play Estonian Open. Uh, we traveled for a couple weeks, did clinics. Like, it was so awesome getting to meet people, you know, in Europe who just love, like, you know, don't know them barely speak the same language, you know, and can understand each other, but just have this love of disc golf. And and I feel like people over there, it just seemed, like, and this is 2016, they just truly loved disc golf. Like they were passionate about it. Um, and so been talking and, and hoping to make Europe happen this year. And I would love to go back because it's been a while and, you know, really enjoyed my time over there. So that would be something to check off the list to be able to go back uh, representing dynamics. So that's something I hope to make happen for sure.
2: Excellent. Yeah. And this year, of course, you know, we see someone like Paul who's giving a very concerted effort to being there for an extended period of time. But even, yeah. you know, if you're looking at the PCS, uh, you know, the event in Norway and then, of course, uh, over there in Finland as well, it feels kind of like those are the the two most obvious back-to-back events if people are going mm-hmm. over there. Like that's that's the starting point. The question is, do yeah. you do more past that? uh so is it fair to say that you you haven't been to the the home the homeland, so to speak of of latitude sixty four and the production facility and all that have you?
1: No, I have not. That would be pretty cool to see, wow. I think
2: okay, uh, that's awesome now um when when you're looking at an event, what at this point, besides the obvious being on the tour, what mm-hmm. else kind of checks boxes for you? Um, you know, where it's like, you know, I could take off that weekend and I could go home and relax for a week or two, but no, this, this event offers or does this. And uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why I want to make sure I hit it.
1: Yeah. It's like, I think one, it's like, what's, where's it at? Like the courses, the people like in general, who's running it. Like I really look for places I enjoy playing. Like um, if, if you follow me, and if kept up with me the last few years, you know, like Lake Marshall Disc Golf Course, it's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, I first got to see that place in 2016, and to see what it has grown to now is just incredible. And like, that's a spot. It's like it's out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing to draw you there, but if you go and give it a chance and show up, it's it's like disc golf heaven, you know. And then like, I will go always go out of my way to go play somewhere like that anytime. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of tough because. Those opportunities are, are fewer and far between because of how the tour is structured, where you really need to play the Silver Events and the Elite Series, you know, and, and you need to show up and be there as much as you can. Um, but yeah, I try, I try to, like, I play VTI. Um, there's actually a West Virginia team invitational, and uh, I potentially might be playing that this year, and it's at Paw uh it's kind of like a legendary course up in the mountains there's two courses up in west virginia i don't know if you all have heard of it um very cool spot i've been there before super fun uh that's another one i look forward to like if i can make it back um any any place where i just truly enjoy the disc golf you know that's really what i'm looking for minus what is like required of us to be there which you know you have to go and play on tour and that's where the money is, and that's where you need to be. And, and that is fun, too. But I really look for just places and venues that are truly fun to play disc golf at.
2: Now, we, you know, you said that uh, some of our players are, are playing the silver events. And so, some do, but it also feels like that's now becoming still a place for our, our most elite players. They kind of treat those as weekends off. For the most part, I mean, of course, they might think, hit up a couple of them. I think but the, to- the
1: Paul, the, the, yeah, the very top maybe, guys. Maybe a couple of them. Maybe but, a couple of them. Maybe yeah. like maybe maybe the top five, right? Yeah. But like, if you really look at the Silver Series fields, I mean, they're very deep. They're the the only <laughs> difference is you might not have a Calvin or a Paul or a Rick or you know Eagle mm-hmm. being hurt or Simon going home, you know, to see his family. Like, but you see pretty much everyone else. About every weekend, yeah,
2: yeah and I, I guess they, that's they what I was saying. Is you have this year?
0: Is it th- is it your top finish? Is it your top three finishes that they count this year at silver events?
1: Um, yeah, so everyone yeah, I think tries they to get at least three in.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, which which so there's like a slight change to it or whatever. But mm-hmm. if you take your top three, I think most people are probably gonna play majority of them, you know, and try to boost their chances of having. Mm-hmm. Some really good finishes to to boost their points.
2: Yeah, it's um like you said. I I agree. They're, I'm not saying they're not a strong field, but um yeah, Simon yeah. Paul those kind of got you know Calvin. You know, rarely do you see them as the year wears on. Rarely do you see them unless it's just a course that they love. Um right, you but then you saw Paul in,
1: show up at New Paul showed up at New World and took it down. You know, and that was a silver series. Uh, like, yeah rumor okay. had it
2: though he needed he needed he needed to win closing costs on his on his house
0: that's right oh
1: I that's why he did it interesting yeah yeah so when you're hard up for yeah.
2: money he's having money issues that's clear
0: yeah
1: <laughs> he really kind of had a down year last year really <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah barely barely cracked 100 grand
0: it, it took him uh, all year yeah. to get to 100 grand it took everybody else to learn exactly
1: Everyone else got it in October. He had to win worlds in a playoff, guys. What the heck? <laughs> Gosh.
2: Yeah, if you can only win it outright. Uh so, um, and and I think Paige. I, I look to the FPO side. You know, Kristen maybe is a little different because when she's here, it feels like she's taking advantage of every weekend she can. But Paige and a yeah. few of the other players, you know, sometimes are like, hey, that's that's a weekend for me to to slow down. And I think it. It puts the spotlight and gives a lot of other op- uh, opportunities for others to shine, and you know some other players that maybe aren't normally on as much coverage may have that big breakthrough weekend, and and next thing you know, uh, we're talking about them for you know the next six months, and I love it. I think it's been Definitely. it's been really awesome to see. Uh, it.
1: Yeah, what comes to mind, I think, is uh, what Stacey Haas took down uh, Tallahassee. Uh, uh, awesome, exactly. That you know, a lot of people. Yep. Had never watched her play disc golf before, and they got to watch her for two or three rounds.
2: That was literally the exact example I was thinking in my head um, of, of that scenario in that situation. So, and then um, we guy, talked to Howard Paige Shue.
1: You know. Oh yeah, he's, so
2: what? he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, I was going to say we were just talking to Paige, and then last week we had uh what well, felt like a large well it didn 't feel like it was a large disc craft contingency all getting together for some promo shoots and and for some team stuff uh down in Florida now you tell me you 're emporia uh, emporia what? knows disc golf so uh, is is there uh is there some team activities is there promo shoots are you are, are you taking over uh anthony's job what, what, what are you doing there
1: yeah first off anthony is fired he's gone don't <laughs> like him he's out okay <clears throat> um secondly no no one else is here i just came by myself because you know more spotlight for me and uh okay <laughs> no i'm actually here with uh macy Veladez and her husband jamie yep. we're here for the week um unfortunately anthony does work in media so we kind of have to hang out with him and do stuff with him but we'll get over it you know it's kind of like a it okay. just comes along with the job so the
0: dude can't even cut food like i mean he's he's clearly he almost cut <laughs> his finger off he was in the hospital don't take any cooking tips from him is what i would say if you're looking to become a five-star chef as you were stating earlier no, or any absolutely fingertips not. from him. I wouldn't take, t- any fingertips take any fingertips, fingertips. from him either. <laughs> I mean, you could. Hey, <laughs> He's got a
2: spare one now. <laughs> 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 uh, um, so anyway, so team-based uh, things, promos, uh, media, that kind of stuff is probably going on, or are you just getting in many, as many rounds as you can at the
1: country club? Um, false. I do not play the country okay. club. I uh, <laughs> uh, only play it okay. when I have to. Um, no, we actually played Peter Pan today, super fun. Uh, I feel like I hadn't played there in like five years, and yeah, that was enjoyable. We kind of mob golfed it. Um, so definitely going to play some disc golf, going to get some media done, uh, stuff you know, that, that that way they have content throughout the year before we get back for, for dynamic disc open. The the, 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 the oh. um, yeah, getting some of that done, I think. I don't know. I thought someone else was going to be here, but no, it's just us two this week for team players. But.
2: Okay. okay, um, calling is there out Ricky. any secrets calling out Ricky? Yeah, right is there any secrets secrets you can share with us from over there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Ricky is going to be sponsored by Dynamic Discs this upcoming season. Mm,
2: really exclusive.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he'll be taking no, a helicopter wait, to every Twitter. Intern. <laughs> now that that would be epic. <laughs> yeah. Dropping him off at Hole One's tee pad every round just
2: <laughs> just Ricky rappelling like they get a or he's got a ranger bag. He's just you know, like, you know, coming I don't know, some ladder rope thing and he's just getting dropped <laughs> off. That would that would be epic.
1: Yeah, we Rick could that pull happen. that off.
2: Yes, he definitely could. Uh, So I guess that also does answer the question, though. You know, we see a lot of our players like Rick. He just bought a house actually in Arizona. Paul moving to Jacksonville. You know, players generally now going south and taking advantage of the weather. Uh, But you're, you're what? A tough guy and you're going to stick out whatever uh, Tennessee offers. Is that the plan?
1: Man, Uh I. Listen, Florida's cool and all, but like, I don't think I could stay for longer than a week. It's like, I don't know. First couple of days, I'm like, "Yeah, this is warm, this is great," and then like, you know, there's nothing there. It's just, just hot, sandy. You know, everything's flat. No hills. Yeah. Yeah, no hills, no mountains, no wood, no trees. What are you, what are you supposed to throw your disc through? You know. Uh, no, I, I love living in Tennessee. I, I really doubt. I will ever move like my family's here, born and raised here. Like it's the disc golf. I mean, you know, I I haven't, I haven't been in Wisconsin, but from what I've seen, the disc golf looks like, like kind of more old school disc golf, more fun. And like, bro, that's where I want to play. If I'm going to be at home, you know?
0: Yeah. We know, we know know Dickerson (laughs) would probably cry for like three months. If you left,
1: He would probably just follow me wherever I moved to inconsolable. Yeah.
0: He would. Yeah. You're right. He might just follow you. Yeah, he could
1: probably put
2: his house. It's like nine hundred square feet. You could just like put that on the back of uh, Paul's RV and then and then bring it up to Wisconsin or something.
1: Yeah, he he'll he'll tag along. I mean, what would he do without his best friend? You know,
2: (laughs) where is Kelvin? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dang! (laughs) Ooh!
0: Uh oh!
1: Uh oh! Um, give, give us a
2: <laughs> Give us a bold prediction of any kind other than the exclusive insight you just gave us with you know Ricky being on team DD and all. Give us a Give us a bold prediction of any kind regarding anyone for 2023. What do you got?:
1: A bold prediction. uh Oh:
2: Yeah, it doesn't have uh, to be a hot take, just a bold prediction, which might be a hot take. Okay. I don't know.:
1: It might be a hot take. Okay, um, Brody Smith takes down a big win, whether it be a silver series or or, or some sort elite. He he takes down a win.
2: Okay, I I
0: could see yeah. that. what I could see. Brody yeah. taking yeah. down a silver a silver event, or or maybe even or one maybe of the more be, wide yeah. open yeah.
1: events. Yeah, dude, throws you think far. It's not, he, he's due. Yeah, you think he's due? I mean, people love to hate, but like the dude works hard. Mm-hmm. He really does. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 uh, how quickly he's gotten better over the last couple of years is, is pretty impressive. And I know I see like comments sometimes on Twitter, they're like, well, if I had Paul McBeth teach me for the first year I played, I'm like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. No. I mean, I'm sure Paul gave him pointers and stuff, but like Brody went out and played a lot. And like his first year, you know, he, there were learning curves but yeah, every year he's gotten better so it wouldn't surprise me
0: yeah i i'll say about his okay. work ethic i i don't know a lot of other players that put in the time in the gym and in the field that he does he he, he really truly lives in you know he, he sees the potential and he lives in uh, Breezeford. I hate to say, Terry, I know Terry, you said he's due. I hate to use that term due because we have so many players on Twitter yeah. that, that feel like they're yeah. due for a win, you know, but, right. but, but earning a win, I could see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like the ring debate, you know, and like other sports, it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you don't win one, does that mean you weren't a good player? You know, I don't know. It's like, if someone doesn't take down a, a big win, does that mean they're not, like a really good player and one of the best in the world like right now being like top 50 is hard to do there are a lot of good disc golfers like i think i think what the the tour runs like 70 deep of actually really talented disc golfers like there's a lot and it's cool kind of seeing the the fpl side getting deeper as well yeah and that that was part of the conversation
2: with yeah, well with Paige Shoe, she said she didn't know if her, her win was either forgotten, her world's win was either forgotten or somehow less significant. And and I think of I course see. she had still a, a whole week of play to go against the best. Uh that all you can do is beat the people who show up. I say that for starters. Yo, and sure I'll we didn't see Evelina and at. Hannah there, but what's that?
1: I said I'll tell you what she's not good at is Uno. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Did she get a win in Uno last weekend? Sure didn't. Didn't happen. Probably oh. not. Stupid no, she Savannah didn't. Open golfing. I was, I was there. I was there. No Uno win. How many did you win? How many games of Uno? I mean, which night, Terry? <laughs> you know, you oh, got a like, yeah. total each night. Like, did I win three in one night? Yeah, it it did happen. Um, you,
0: you went with the trifecta. Wow. Impressive. The oh, triple crown. Yeah. Tri- through it's luck. I guess. So, so, have you gotten your uh, babysitting certificate yet for the for the shoes? You gonna be taking care of Savannah when they need it, or?
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, I did marry them, night. so like, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that qualifies me to to babysit the, the kiddo.
0: It actually, yeah, it actually qualifies you just to take her whenever you want. You don't even have to tell them. <laughs> just, just right. grab her, leave the course. Don't bother saying anything. Just Uncle Zach's going
2: for ice cream
1: yeah mm-hmm. surprise
2: yeah <laughs> just thought you just thought you needed a peaceful evening you know with each other so i just yeah, disappeared you didn't with your baby to tell
1: you I'm just doing you a favor it's a surprise
2: uh-huh. surprise. Uh, that makes perfect sense it certainly does um uh, if people want to go out and support you uh there's probably direct, like, monetary ways to do it, and then there's probably some indirect ways. But uh, tell us what you're looking at, what you're rocking for, um, you know, a support mechanism in terms of going out and purchasing something or visiting someone's store or whatever. What's the best way to go out and support you?
1: Um, so with Dynamic, uh, I will have a tour series disc this year. It's probably dropping in March. Um, so be on the lookout for that. That will be coming soon. Okay. Kind of crazy how what is quickly it? the tour is approaching. Uh, well, I can't really say, Terry. Yeah, yeah, you can. No, nobody's watching. All Just right, so average. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stay tuned for that one. Um. Okay. Uh, my local disc golf store. I sometimes uh sell discs and merch through their website. Through a more disc golf store. Um. Wow. Sounds like I'm missing a rowdy game of Uno right now. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and let's see uh, the LWS Ottawa Open folks the the Schaefer Sports guys man they're, they're good people we work with them um, we ran a couple of different re- releases last year and you can go to their website and I think every player each of us that are with them have like a different stamp on their website so you can you can mm-hmm. pick and choose you know which stamp you like which player you'd like to support snag one from there um, you know and there might be a, a new sponsor coming soon Ooh. you'll have to just be on the lookout for, you know, maybe, maybe that's coming what? soon. Yeah. Hmm. That's all you're getting. Uh, that's all, you're getting.
2: I, all right. So if Ricky is getting dropped off via helicopter, like what's the way that you can arrive in style at the course that, that is something other than you driving yourself there. What's like your level of then arriving at the course. I I'm guessing it, it'll be backed by this new sponsor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to have to get dropped off in a limo. Mm. Just like a jacket and hat, just like have someone take it off me and just step onto the first tee and sling it, you know?
0: Mm, Barsby's already done that. That's a Barsby move right
1: there. It was pretty pretty classic.
0: It it was classy. I want to see you in a top hat and a monocle. That's how I want to see you arrive.
1: We can make that happen at least once.
0: Yeah, I mean, figure at, at the DD Open, you've got your music playing. Top hat okay. monocle on on the on the first tee. I want That's yeah. That's how I going to see Zach Melton.
1: Deal. Okay. All right. What what do I sweet. what am I getting if I do that? What are okay. you going to do? Uh, I'm I, I'm probably switching
0: the D D Open, so I'll show a highlight. I don't
1: know. Okay, sweet, sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. I
0: mean
2: that's 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 all endless. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just endless uh clips and endless highlight promoting. package material. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, sponsorship. Seems like could but, be but, or Smashbox for life.
0: Yeah, yeah. We will, we will sponsor you as much as we sponsor every other player. I promise. Wait. I, I mean, mean. Da-
2: Batman at least got a Smashbox TV uh, tattoo on his leg, and he when did. you do that, that's gonna be a, that. That's <laughs> the it next wrote,
1: level. Can it, be a, can it be a fake
2: one? No, no. He has a legit Smashbox TV tattoo on is like the only person that we know of in existence, including Johnny and I, that has a Smashbox TV uh, tattoo. I don't,
1: I don't like needles. I don't like needles. I don't like them either. I'll I'll think about uh, it.
3: Ugh.
2: Ugh. Just saying, I'm not asking for it on the forehead or anything or on the cheek. Just, you know, I don't know, on your ankle, maybe lower back. I don't know. Smashbox on Zach's lower back.
1: Lower back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, that's Hey Macy.
2: <laughs> All right. Anything uh, many, uh anything else?
0: Well go ahead, Johnny. I was gonna say how many elite series is Macy gonna win this year?
1: Uh Macy. Ask her. How many elite series are you gonna win this year?
3: As many as I can.
1: She said all all of them.
0: All of them? Okay. Okay.
2: I mean, she can win them all. If she signed up in there, that means she can win them all.
0: Yeah.
1: I may have misheard, but I'm pretty sure she said (laughs) all of them.
0: She called out the entire FPO division. That's what I heard her too, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I like it. All right, Zach, anything you want to share with us? The floor is yours for sponsors or recognition or whatever, but anything you want to share with us before we let you go?
1: Um, thanks for having me on. Obviously, thank you, Dynamic Discs, Data the Best, um, Throne More Disc Golf Store, LWS, Ida Wild Open, and then uh, Beacon Sports Management Man, Sander Kirby, my guy. Um, they're awesome. Got my back, and go do my best to rep them out on the course. So, uh, come up and see us this year, you know, come out, say hi, watch some disc golf.
2: All right. He'll be the guy with the top top hat, and we're looking forward to it, everyone. uh, That is Zach Melton. Thanks for joining us, and uh, I look forward to running into you out in Vegas, buddy. We'll see you there.
1: See you there, Terry Bear. Bye, Johnny. All right.
2: And as he said, man, tattoos, top hats. Uh, We got some real work done here tonight, Johnny. And I, I'm I tr- proud of it. I, I truly feel like we have done the world
0: a, a a, po- a, a solid tonight. Yes. Yes. I
2: mean, uh, so again, of course, thank you to uh, Zach and crew there uh, for joining us a little bit here tonight. Let's talk um, about, I
0: was, I was going to say, let's talk about the other news that we had seen break. Uh, maybe it was yesterday or today. And I think, I don't know if it's good or bad. It was, wasn't a break. Um, Valerie Mondejano announced that she has suffered a grade three sprain of her ankle. Um, And for those uh, medical experts, which we all are now, as I've seen online, everybody's a medical expert. Dude,
2: bro, since at least January of 2020. I have done research. Let me tell let you. Me tell you the reasons I've it. done. Um, yes, I I,
0: I. I want to make a joke. So like much research. She clearly got a grade three sprain because of the vaccine.
3: <laughs> without, yeah. without the ah. vaccine,
0: her ankle would have been fine. No. Um. So she she had an she had an incident out on uh, a course and has a a pretty severe sprain of her ankle. It's gonna. She has said she said that it's going to put her out for at least three to four weeks. I think as. You Know a lot of people, including myself, have had some pretty severe uh ankle issues. <laughs> myself, at one point, I, I got an x ray of my ankle when I destroyed it in college, and the nurse had said, more or less, that is the nastiest thing I've ever seen. I it's the mm-hmm. it's the it's and the, then she looked at your ankle and then she <laughs> looked at my ankle. Uh, she says that you'd have I would have been better off breaking it as, as opposed to what mm-hmm. I had done to it. Um, and that was at least four weeks of basically very, very tender moving. So it feels like her three to four weeks might be a little optimistic. She thinks she's just going to miss maybe the Las Vegas challenge, but a lot of people who ha- who actually have talked to some doctors would put that as a very, very optimistic um, timetable and that maybe we're looking yeah. at possibly through the Texas swing. So obviously we're, we're, we're hoping for nothing but the best or uh Valerie, but uh some unfortunate news for her, certainly
2: yeah and and exactly what she uh, I was just looking for the post actually, where she had stated, like you just said, uh but missing all star and then l v c and uh fingers crossed toes crossed if she can, and everybody else can to uh see if we can get her back healthy, of course, part of that conversation from last week about uh her new sponsorship as well um. <laughs> you just—it's uh, uh, all unfortunate. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But then I think if you are discraft and you just got done announcing and signing her, and then finding out—and uh, uh, I mean that's the nature of all of this—and and it could have been from you know walking around in an RV to rock climbing to to disc golfing and everything in between. Uh, and in terms of how any of that stuff can happen, but um, yeah, a little bit of a setback for Valerie. And and I wonder—I I am gonna. I'm just going to put it out there. I think it's it can't be more than a few days, maybe even a week or less or two before uh, I think her and Mason are going to be getting married. So uh, hopefully there's no.
0: Wow. That's going to be really tough because she she's even said that, like, she's not supposed to put any weight on it. She's not supposed to even stand.
2: Um, Yeah, (laughs) I want to see those wedding. How are you going to do the chicken dance? Like, that's the, that's my question. How do you, how do you do, your do first the chicken polka? dance? How do you do your yeah. first polka? How do you do the YMCA and all the other ones? I guess the YMCA you could probably sit down for. Yeah, you can sit down but for the yeah. YMCA. I mean, all the traditional uh, dances <laughs> that you have, <laughs> whether they're outdated or otherwise, it doesn't matter. Maybe the all limbo, those dances to do at your wondering how crazy it gets, you know? Yeah. So uh, well, uh, in all seriousness, no, yeah. hopefully she's, she's uh, as good as she can be. Yeah, I just feel like if help. I think back to some of the posts, I I something tells me it's in the next couple of weeks. Um, her, her and Mason getting married. So we wish them nothing but the best, of course. So uh <laughs> um, was that pretty much everything major that we saw within disc golf? Like you said earlier, Simon clearly dominating the airwaves for a couple of days there, uh, understandably so, with that uh you know all the talk of the contract and uh what's going on there. some rumors put to bed, some I feel like just actually regurgitated themselves and then came about as something else different and and uh some continued arguments about it. but for the most part um sounds like everything that's out there or that needs to be out there is out there so we'll uh we'll see how it goes. do were you surprised though by the fact that in this day and age the contract details are not to be talked about by Simon. Does that does that specific, um, you know, clause or note, does that surprise you? I, I think there's a really good
0: debate, as we've had probably a, a half a dozen times, about the contract details, um, because a lot of those details are out there. We know it's 10 years. Seemingly, yeah. We mm-hmm. know that it's seven figures. It's a million a year. We know he had a million-dollar buyout from Discmania, mania. We know he's getting his own line of discs at some point. Like these are all confirmed things about the contract. I don't know particularly what other details we're looking for short of mm. actual, like how much money per disc he makes. Cause that's really the, sure. th- that that's a big variable amongst players. You know, Simon may maybe have, ne- maybe we'll just make up a number negotiated for $5 a disc. Some players maybe only make $2 a disc. Some people, you know, when we were growing up, it was always rumored that I think uh, Ken Kleinwell got a quarter a disc, and that was an amazing. Like we thought, holy crap, that dude's getting a quarter for every time his name is his name is on like five molds or whatever it was. The whole Casey mm-hmm. plastic, and so you know, we just thought that that was the cat's pajamas. Um, but ultimately, I think most of his contract is more or less public, whether we whether he likes it or not. I'm sure there are some details he's not, like I said, at liberty to talk about as far as individual um, bonus structure, probably, and 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 you know portions of tour series discs or whatever those may be. But I I like I don't necessarily feel like I need to know those numbers, but I really do like knowing a base salary. I think at a minimum, personally. I would like to see that number for most players, at least announced or released. If, if if Zach Melton is making 30 grand a year or 50 grand a year or a hundred grand a year from DD, I would like to know that personally. I think it sets a good bar and then the other things could be negotiable. You know, what does he make on his tour series disc? Maybe we don't need to necessarily know that part of the contract Um, because we can, we could easily see someone take less money as a base salary for a bigger number in sales. Some people push more plastic. Would it, would it shock you if Brody was making, you know, he's on the elite team, but he was making $20,000 a year less than every other player. But maybe he took an extra dollar in his tour cut because with, he knows he's going to turn around and make twice what those other people will make on their tour series. None of that would surprise me. So it would be really interesting to, to see those type of details come come to light. Um, it would set a pretty good indicator on in where we're at.
2: Yeah, and I, I think as tough as it is to answer when I had asked Zach, I think it does shed light on where everyone else then has to, how they value themselves. And I think about, and part of the reason why that jumped off at me as, as a, I feel like a fair, or legitimate question, um, is seeing, I think when I pulled up Zach's, Zach and his year, uh, Zach is currently listed at, in the United States, United States tour rank. We all know there's a million rankings and versions of them, but anyway, on pdg.com. Yep. Yeah, uh, the United States tour rank says 91. And uh, as I had mentioned to him, he's rated a thousand seven. Clearly, like it or not, thousand is a great, uh, at least starting point for a lot of people to recognize how good you are. I mean, obviously, that all ratings can give you some snapshot, but a thousand feels like it's that's the bare minimum of where you need to be even think about be competitive on a tour on mm-hmm. uh, a big tour, and to see that you, he's rated ninety first in this ranking and it has the 1,007 rating, does he Does he? And dynamic? Can you look at that and be like, okay, you know, that at least gives us one more variable or one more thing we can look at, one more metric to look at and be like, okay, well, let's factor this in. You know, there's the winning category, there's your rating, there's all these different things that you can look at, and then we all know there's the off-the-course things in terms of likability, in terms of social media presence and all of those things as well. But that's why I asked, like, does that does it give you some kind of idea? Or is, is there just too much of a discrepancy between a four-time Elite Series winner with the largest YouTube channel in disc golf making a million dollars? You know, does it really not give any weight to what everyone else is getting, it, I guess, I, is my question.
0: No, I don't think rating really gives a, a, a weight at all to what someone should be making or deserves or is making, however you want to phrase that. Because you're right. I mean, let's just play pretend last year didn't happen and Simon didn't win four events. Or maybe he, you know, the most popular player in the world is only 1,028 rated. You know, if Simon, you know, Mm 1,028 Simon is still worth more than most of our other players due to his YouTube following, due to his likability, due to a lot of things. Even if he hadn't won any of those events, is he worth a million dollars a year? I, I, that that would be hard to say. It all depends on the the amount of pa- plastic he's pushing. Obviously, this past season truly helped Simon's um, value. Um, mm-hmm. it, it also, and I don't necessarily know if the wins helped his value because if I'm a, if I'm a manufacturer and I'm looking at this, I look at it like how repeatable is that? I can look at Paul Macbeth Paul McBath and say it's definitely repeatable. He's probably going to get one or two elite series wins. He's hopefully going to win a major at least one every two to three years in the competition, probably more if you want, if you're Paul McBeth, but in general, that's a good bet to make an over under that. Paul's going to win one major every two years. I take the over on that one, you know, it's so you can, as a manufacturer, you look at that and say, there's repeatability there for Simon. It wouldn't shock me if he didn't win an elite event for the next three years but he's still yeah, I mean, it's, it's, still being the most popular player in the world, still being, having one of the biggest YouTube presence for a player out there. It, the engagement he has, the likability, just all those other factors go into some magic formula that every manufacturer is different, and they come out with and a number spits out. And for Simon, that was a seven-digit number that spit out. So I, I don't think you can, you can count rating or anything like that as a gauge for, for somebody like you were saying
2: yeah um i i mean i I feel like it's just one of many metrics mm-hmm. that you can look at, and it's not the end all be all uh, and I don't think anyone would necessarily claim as much unless unless you're constantly you're a Paul or an eagle or someone like that or of that capability paul eagle ricky uh calvin or chris. You're one of those people who are constantly vying for the top rated player in the world. That's when there is obviously that much more value because you're in that conversation every single time a ratings comes out. So, um, yeah, you're right. It's, I agree. It's not an end all be all, but it is interesting. What I guess I would, you know, if you think about last year and you said, let's just say last year didn't happen, or let's just say, let's say Simon Podiums in all four of those events still take second or third. Maybe doesn't win any of them, but takes second or third. Loses the playoff to Burridge as as one great example. Clearly, that could have you know that came all the way down to double G
0: doesn't throw out of bounds.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and this is not taking anything away from Simon. I'm not even hinting at that. I'm saying I feel like his year almost. This might sound stupid. It still feels almost as valuable, even just four podium finishes. I mean, it was so much of a Simon um, celebration last year, of course, in him winning four events. But to just know that he's that competitive more consistently, I think that was almost a breakthrough in itself. Mm -hmm. And clearly, you're going to take a win over a podium. I get it. However, I'm just saying, I think even him just podiuming him with podium inning, that's a word. (laughs) Uh it's a it's new not. verb. Um exactly. Even just doing that, I think raised his stock considerably or would raise his stock. Yeah, so. it made
0: it, it made for a great story. It made for kind of again, it we he, maybe yeah. if we if we're lucky at the end of this year, we're calling Paige Shue the Simon of this year because coming having a kid, doing that whole thing, coming back on t- I mean he never Simon never truly left tour, but he he had taken it down a notch. Competitiveness, mm-hmm. you know, it, it coincided with COVID and whatnot, so it's really hard to say. But he was that player, and and the the storyline for him to come back like that just added to his his presence. Just everything. You're right. Even if he didn't take a single win, the the level of play he showed last year. Was above the normal
2: Simon level. Bingo. And, that, and so, that was my pretty much my whole yeah. point. He he put himself back in the conversation mm-hmm. and on the map. Of course, you'll take a win over a not uh, you know a second or a third, but he proved to everyone, including himself, that he can be a more consistent contender. And that alone, I think, was the. You know the the big takeaway there, so uh and i I will just quickly say because I feel like this was said in multiple places, and it'll probably continue to be said for years. you know a lot of people said, how did either Discmania not have the resources or why didn't they match um i I they have the resources they could match they, they for all we know they did match. I feel like he said that he said they came his close first yeah well, in his first video, he had said, uh you know I'd everything I asked for they gave me and I, I cannot state this enough, and it, and I think maybe it's the hardest people for pe- hardest thing for people to wrap their head around is he wanted something new. It like that's it. He I just think he want. I think if I I and I I would bet again a stack of frisbees on it, Simon frisbees from either manufacturer that you put two identical contracts that are this lucrative on the table. Let's just say they matched it down to the penny. In every possible way, he uh, to me, it was very clear he still was going to go with MVP because once that idea got stuck in his head and was introduced and then got stuck in his head, he decided that's what I want to do. And I, I I, feel like you can only scream and yell at Disc so many times where you're just yelling into the, the wind or pissing into the wind, whatever you want to call it. Like, you're just wasting your breath. I don't think it was a resource issue. Ultimately, I think they could have maybe even countered with a slightly better offer. And I think Simon, by everything he has essentially said and not quite said, he just wanted something new once the idea got put in his head. So
0: it didn't feel like based on what I heard that the money was the same, but that it was it was enough. It was close. Like if someone again, I know we're talking very large numbers here if MVP offers you a million dollars a year and Discmania comes back and offers you 800,000, is that close for somebody? It might be or, or sure. Or, 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 or 800,000 and, and more disc sales. And like we were talking before a different formula. And I just, I'm going to, I'm going to skip, I'm going to go to a different subject here. In regarding Simon, okay. um, I love that MVP had the gall to ask him. One year into a restructured agreement, Simon was Simon was into 2026. He had just signed a new agreement, restructured it, and I don't know if anybody else would have approached Simon Lazat. I, I mean, if, if I'm a manufacturer, I hear a player signs for four additional years. I'm probably not going to them on year one. Maybe you approach someone on a year three, a year four. You get closer. The, the the gall to have someone come at you a year after, and maybe they didn't even know that he had restructured. Maybe that, or maybe they did. I don't know. But to have someone have that type of um,
2: just like
0: I said, I don't,
2: I don't think gall or or even audacity. I don't think those don't. are are words that I would. W- as, as they say, shoots shot. I mean, the worst, yeah. well, no, just yeah. the worst he can say is, yeah, I'm not interested. You say, okay, cool. I'll call mm-hmm. you in six months. I'll call you in a year. I mean, uh, I I don't, I, obviously it's just business yep. and I don't, I don't think there was anything sneaky. I don't think there were any um, <laughs> classified or declassified documents <laughs> by, uh, by anyone running around uh, in any administration in this case. Um I don't think that mattered. I, I, all you can do is ask. I mean, somebody could call me up and say, hey, you know, what's it take for you to not work with Johnny on Tuesday nights? I'd be like, God, finally someone's called. But they, they but may, no one's called. You know, they may think. Not a single no person called. has called I know. you. Not one single I'm holding, I'm holding. I'm holding on to that hope, though. No. Um, I can but call right now, you- Terry, and your line's not busy. <laughs> You may assume, just as you are saying, you may assume, but the worst he could say is, "Yeah, I, I have no interest in talking to anybody." And and clearly, he was open to hearing the idea. So, and and it snowballed from there. So, I don't know. I I don't I don't think that's that crazy. It does show that, um, you know, you, the old phrase, "like it doesn't hurt to ask," it was just very much true. It doesn't hurt to ask. I, I guess I wonder if we're going to
0: get to the point. Of having non-contact clauses in contracts, because we see that in, I think NFL has that. I don't think you can talk to someone who's not a free agent if you're like if the Packers are looking at another player who's not done with their contract yet. I don't know if they can go out and contact them ahead of time. I don't exactly know how that works through an agent and whatnot, but yeah, I, I know. There are certain things in college sports you can't talk to. I wonder if we're going to get to a point where you see in someone's contract, not you see, but you see in someone's contract saying you're not allowed to take calls from other companies. You're not allowed to discuss contracts. You're not allowed to, you know, X, Y, and Z because we have you into this contract. And and granted, we're all independent contractors. And, and you know, there's a whole thing right now with non-compete clauses going on and and you know, the mm-hmm. grander scheme of the world. But I wonder if we're going to get to a point where that happens so that these type of discussions get nipped in the bud before they even start.
2: Yeah, and I think that's just so incredibly tough. And and, and the reason I think of that, I think about uh, politicians, which is a long story, but politicians and just like insider trading and stocks and like, mm-hmm. you, okay, sure, I'm Congress person X. And I'm not buying that stock, but I'll be damned if my if my nephew, my nieces and every other person in my family is not buying that stock. But I don't talk to them like it. it, It's just like, you know, someone said on the board going to clearly be really tough to enforce or to actually administer. But I mean, in theory, I, I get what you're saying. I just think that's it's pretty much damn near unenforceable. Uh, in one sneaky way or another, it's sure. just a matter maybe a, a matter of how blatant it is. It now do you have to cancel the the plane with the the flag saying Simon? Will you join MVP? Uh, you know maybe you have to cancel the plane uh flying over his house with that. But uh, there's always going to be ways to you know get get into that. So anyway, uh, congrats congrats to all that are involved. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um. You know, if, if Discmania has anything else special up their sleeve or unique or different, uh, you know, I c- cannot say this enough times that all of these players, I think, make it abundantly clear or no matter how many times they repeat it. People seem to forget that they're they're ultimately friends and very rarely, almost never, does what shirt you're wearing while you're throwing your Frisbees or what Frisbees you're throwing, does that dictate their actual friendships? Uh, among these players eagle has said that everyone has said that and i i think that's going to continue to ring true you're not going to see eagle and simon not hang out um and and i i love that even simon mentioned it he said uh not only a do i retain everything with my youtube channel which i think a lot of people are asking about but b um you know is cool if i'm if i'm going to go do some other you know video with non-MVP players and friends, do you care? And they said that's not a problem. And um, I, to me, that just shows, to me, it seems obvious that you'd kind of let them do that, but also that there's just a maturity that should go along and an understanding. You, um, it, yeah, it's just all too obvious to me, but I know well, some we saw like years D. ago on it
0: the Paul Macbeth, Simon Lazat bag switch video for a while. And it's things like that that I'm sure Simon wants to continue to do. Simon and Jomez are now releasing a a video. Simon talked about it on our podcast. He actually broke the news on our podcast uh, months ago uh, when he was in the Mm -hmm. house with the Jomez crew talking about what they were doing. And now that is actually coming to light. Uh, I believe they're, uh, they're they're. I saw a preview of it. I don't know if the first episode is officially out. Maybe it's just out for some of their I don't think subscri- so. it might just be out for their Patreon subscribers or maybe that maybe that's even just a thing, uh, a preview. But ultimately, you know, these are things that Simon wants to do. And with this extra, uh, I mean, life changing money, he can do these things. If he has an idea and he wants to uh, execute it, he now has the means either personally or maybe even with uh, using MV- helping with MVP to Make that happen. Not that he didn't with disc or sorry disc mania, but I mean, the, new they, rumor.
2: I heard he signed with this craft for three days. Oh, did he? Wow. And then, yeah. And and then, then he broke then the contract. He said, no, we're the OGs in Michigan. We're going <laughs> to mm. <laughs> no. I don't know. It,
0: um, I, I, I so, did. I did get a chuckle out of Paige Shu when she had said, "like Innova or Discraft." That's all I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it it really truly shows, you know, the era that we're in and that she was in back in the day. Like mm-hmm. that. There's that. There was even nobody else. I I got quite a chuckle out of that inside.
2: Well, if anyone's wondering, because uh, you you probably weren't, but I'll make sure to confirm. I have, of course, placed a significant uh, recent MVP order. They had a very actually limited um, uh, ordering window in which you could go out and get your first orders placed. Of course, I took advantage of that. That was one of the many things that kept me up late last night uh, to make sure I got it submitted. Uh, That includes James Conrad, uh, some of the new James Conrad discs uh, that are becoming available, and then also, of course, the brand-new Simon Lazat signature tour series disc. As well. So, yes, I will have those. Those will be available. They'll be on my site uh, whenever they start to come. And one thing, and this is worth sharing as just a general PSA, uh, I like that they spelled it out and they said, We're taking pre orders. You can order essentially as many as you want. But what we're going to do is we're going to distribute a smattering to everybody once we have some, everybody that's ordering them, we're going to distribute a smattering. So a company that might have ordered 5,000 and a smaller guy that ordered 500, they're not going to send 5,000 to the bigger order first. They may send 100 to each of those two orders and then go in and backfill them so that everyone's kind of getting them at the same time and and spreading them out on the very initial release uh, is how I understood it and uh i really like that move because sometimes you'll find any just general release and um okay. some people have sold out of hundreds before some other uh uh retailer has even gotten theirs in stock and so um, that getting, that is worth making note of i'm going to take a not
0: so wild guess and say that mvp probably made back the amount of money that they paid the uh, paid Discmania to break Simon's contract this past weekend.
2: I'm, I'm guessing. Who, who knows? It depends on how many you ordered, but yeah, I'm I'm sure the disc sales in the last 48 hours that were had to be submitted to MVP. I just- I, I can only imagine. I think about how what I sell in terms of MVP and and how much I ordered, and then I think uh, on the grand scale how in that case I'm a, a very small. Portion, and then think about the people that are moving. You know, a crazy amount have large stores that are open, uh, you know, six seven days a week, and yeah, it's I can only imagine. So, and I'll I'll just say this: I'm I'm all about. I, I want a little more clarity and confirmation. And this is a very generic statement of how I've always done disc golf sales and business. I do want a little bit more clarity and confirmation about. The details for that before I offer up any pre-orders. I see a lot of people talking about pre-orders on the site or on various sites, any retailer. I think that's great, but I just learned from the days of eBay, and I've learned from also getting discs now for over 25 years sent to me. I am so reluctant to ever take your money just on the notion of a pre-order. It it doesn't sit well with me. And maybe because I'm so Concerned about disappointing uh, a a person, but, and I understand pre-orders are a thing, but I, uh, I've been let down or burned too many times in, in my decades of, you know, what happens when you do a pre-order, you sell 600 pre-order Simon Frisbees, and then somehow they come back and say, sorry, we've done everything we can. The most we can ever give you right now is 400.
0: Well, I was going to say, isn't that
2: that's a lot of customer service and that's I, I, I'm just not a
0: fan of it. Didn't you say that the way I so wish you all the this, best of luck with the smattering of discs going to different places that that would deter some pre-sales knowing that, you know, let's just say someone like Infinite orders five thousand. If they're not going to get all five thousand right away and it's going to take them a while. I I would be very reluctant to do a pre-order. Before I got them to, to in order to make sure that I was going to, like you said, fulfill that need. Because like you said, if they only get four thousand and you sold all five thousand, that's a thousand people now that counted on getting a disc from there. Now maybe can't get it from anywhere else because they chose you and it would be unhappy customers so th- I can understand yeah, how it, that would be.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm not telling anybody how to run their business. Uh, clearly. I just know I'm very hesitant and reluctant to do so until I have a more specific exact confirmation and understandably MVPs collecting all of these uh, these orders right now, just as Discraft uh, was doing with uh, the Paul Macbeth this a few weeks ago. I'm just very reluctant to go out and start taking money from people um, when I don't know when they're for sure showing up and how many are going to show up at my door. It's just not a way that I like to do sales. Now I'm not doing Hundreds of thousands of dollars of sales, like some of these other online retailers, and and I'm not begrudging anyone that does. I'm just explaining where I'm coming from. That I'm I've just always been hesitant to ever do so. Um, or or I think back more specifically to way back in the day when people be like, "Oh, leave your color preference." Great, till you order a hundred brand new discs that's the re- most recent release, and and ninety eight of them are yellow. Like that. That's when you can get burned by it. And so, um, yeah, anyway, so I wish you the, all the best of luck. If you want to order from me, from, from me someday when I have them or know I'm having them great. And if not, uh, cross your fingers on your pre-order um, real, real quick here. Um, maybe you know this
0: or not. Wasn't there a dispute a couple of years ago about the overmold in general, the rights to that? I, I thought there was something that. You know, MVP came out, Innova said they had the rights to the overmold, but I think it was based on a specific way the overmold was done. Maybe we even talked to MVP about this on the show many years ago. Um, But I'm wondering, as someone Uh, mentions on the board, with that in mind, do you think we'll see more companies try to, if Simon is successful in pushing the gyro, the overmold stuff, do you think we're going to see more companies push overmold plastic that haven't in the past or maybe more models of overmold. Because as we know, if there's one thing our sport loves to do, it's follow the leader, Halo, <coughs> Orbit.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know if that'll be first. the case because it's, <laughs> it's so much more. I think there's just so much more to it. I mean, some of the things like you're just describing sometimes is how you add pallets to the machine or when you add them and the different things that you can do. Uh, the overmolding is so much—I'll say—so much more technology, so much more unique that I don't know if you'll necessarily see others be like, "Hey, let's let's see if we can get into this now too." Uh, we've seen other companies like Quest AT Technologies uh, do it many many years ago, uh, uh, and then of course we've seen Innova do it, and uh, we saw Latitude play with it a little bit, or yeah. Latitude DD uh, with one or two of their releases that. Feel like they've uh, then let go out of production um, and didn't continue with. It's obviously a core, I guess, pardon the pun, uh, it's a core component of the MVP setup, but I don't know that this will necessarily get others. I mean, because let's face it. Simon wouldn't go to them if the plastic didn't work or work well enough for him. James Conrad um, wouldn't be able I, to I, perform I, at a top level.
0: I call shenanigans like, on the Simon thing. Simon had no clue about that plastic when he signed he signed I'm just
2: saying he clearly went out and threw it though, and clearly it's it's not like he went out he didn't show up to a course and like, oh, these are like paper plates. Let me see that contract like I'm just saying I, uh, he can clearly throw the frisbees now how good he is with them we'll see, yeah. but I'm just saying they they're clearly um, a, a an asset and a tool and a perfectly viable, legitimate, and and most would say, or at least they would say for sure, that they're even um, more sophisticated than other discs that are being made. Is that going to you know? They've been saying that for years. We saw James Conrad wins worlds in his first year with them, and that didn't cr- create an influx of new player or of new people may- manufacturing them. I don't know that it will for you know after Simon as well, but it could i just i don't think i don't think necessarily i think it's too much effort for somebody else to be like hey let's jump into this as well that's just my guess okay um is there anything else in in the in the uh internets uh we did have a couple new signings and i, I and again i'm starting to get confused about when they were or weren't released but some of the new signings that we have seen austin hannum of team dga that was just announced in the last few days congratulations to him yeah you and 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 i had that discussion
0: you and i had that discussion last week i think about what his his actual instagram or his post meant um and we did decide Mm -hmm. that it was a new sponsor and we guessed that it was going to be dga so we guessed right
2: yeah we're we're smarts uh austin turner also um uh being b- becoming part of team DGA that one I didn't I didn't necessarily would have predicted or guessed but um very similar similar family uh, similar mold similar plastics so on and so forth so not necessarily entirely crazy I'm just now seeing I did not see this until just a moment ago uh looks like Natalie Ryan has a 5 year extension with Neptune Dis um I did not see that earlier before just now so uh congratulations to her uh, Jake to. Mann. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you continue. Uh, Jake Mann, who I know um, had signed with Down South Disc, uh, also looks like making an announcement that I hadn't seen before. So thankful for the opportunity. Can't wait to see what's to come. Big thanks to Bob Giulio and Schaefer Sports for making it all possible. So Team Discraft. Yeah, he's on the tour team. Jake same, Mann. the same as uh, Paige Shu, who we just spoke with. Uh, paid Hsu, Austin, uh, Linus Carlson, uh, we're seeing an extension for five years with Latitude 64, and then Simon Lazat, Zach Melton, so on and so forth. Um, Madison Walker, if it wasn't already announced, uh, an extension for one year with MVP. And Jay Kiebenheimer, also, um, well, he has a new contract. He was with Dynamic Discs and now is with Latitude 64. So, May or may not be a a major shift in uh in his case. It, well, I, I guess it probably will. There's going to be obviously molds he might have either known or had thrown and whatnot. But uh, Jake now not with Dynamic Disc and instead with Latitude 64. Are we done? Are we done with contracts? Are we done? Is there is there any? I think Is there any we question or ambiguity to anyone else that's been like, "Hey, I'm no longer with my company." Announcement to come. Are, though, are there any of those scenarios?
0: I don't believe so. I think if we're going to see anything, it's going to be um, maybe some extensions or renegotiations that we weren't expecting. Like when Paul, when Paul came out with the ten-year, ten million, and he was still he still had two years left on his contract. We might see things like that, where a player comes sure. out and says, "Oh, hey, I was on a two-year deal, but you know what? My sponsor and I, we talked, and I'm going to extend to you know 32 years. So I, I literally have to pass my sponsorship onto my child, and mm-hmm. they are obligated to be under this manufacturer. I don't believe that we have anybody that's left in our top 30 or 50 players that hasn't okay. that isn't dedicated." To a um, a thing. One of the things I was going to ask is, I wonder if someone like a Neptune Discs is going to try to reach out to other players on tour. Um, not that it, we we just said. Not, I don't know if anyone's left <laughs> um, in the in at least the top fifty for the division for the MPO division, and I believe the top twenty for FPO probably about sponsorship. Because we saw that Natalie Ryan did announce that she's going to go on like an A-tier tour because that's what she can qualify for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did sign a five-year extension with Neptune. So I wonder if Neptune is going to turn around and say, well, we still want to have a presence on the Elite Series. So maybe we're going to look into other sponsorship. I'll be curious to see if that uh, if that's something that Neptune starts to address or not. They're rather yeah, small...
1: That-
2: yeah, and they have a um, you know, pretty limited run of molds currently uh that they've produced and I know they're obviously continuing to work on more, but um it's been pretty limited as of this point. So I'm not sure how serious they are about um going after other players or not. I guess that that's a good question.
0: It would be, uh, a, also it would noted, be like a perfect tie-in with someone like uh, who's maybe sponsored by Infinite or uh, sure as kind TSA of a dual sponsorship, a multiple yeah. sponsorship thing is what I was thinking.
2: Yeah. Um, and then with that, Erica Stinchcomb has listed that she's also going to Infinite or be playing for Infinite. Uh, we saw a, a post from her earlier, but she'll be playing uh, for Infinite. And then uh, Nate Hecker to Discraft. And I was just going to see if anyone else had stuff on the board that we had otherwise missed in terms of uh Sponsorship. Uh, what is Rico doing with Legacy? No word. Um, I still running it. I'm I'm pretty sure, and he'll continue to uh, play in a few tournaments. I don't think Steve Rico. It'd be weird if he was sponsored by anyone else that makes that makes frisbees. That might be weird. So nonetheless, um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, something else I'll quickly throw out there. I'm looking forward to this weekend, and and we touched on a, a tad last week, but. This upcoming weekend, in just a couple days, I'll be heading out to Arizona. I know, poor me. And one of the things that will be cemented and permanently archived, Anthony Barella's first ever competitive round throwing Discraft as his new sponsor. So looking forward to capturing that this upcoming weekend, uh, he is, I think he one, I, I forget. I go to so many Arizona tournaments. I get them confused now. Who wins what? But I'm pretty sure Anthony Barella, in fact, won this event last year. So, um, champion at the Shelly Sharp, and now we're going to see if he's going to be able to take it down. It's
0: going to be hilarious, Terry, when like the first four throws are just like. The WTF, I Richards? Just oh my God. I,
2: Just oh my, that's good for me. I oh, that's great for views. I don't care. He's like throwing into Dukes. The next ones, <laughs> the next two or three are over the wall. He takes out a window in a car. Uh, a few years ago, we had Terry uh, Roethlisberger. Uh, yeah. You know, bang the back of a Yukon uh, after going out of bounds over there. AB is just shanking him. Yeah, I mean, uh, he throws half his disc in the water out at Vista. I mean none of which is even conceivably possible, but you're right, for views, for views. Terry, entertainment, that's what I'm talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for your
0: channel's entertainment value.
2: <laughs> well, that's the only reason why they come there. So yeah, that would be a good call. But yes, he was the Shelly Sharp champion in twenty twenty-two. So last year I'd covered it, edging out Kale by a stroke, Drew Gibson by a stroke, uh or Drew Gibson by t- two more, and then Nick Newton. So yeah, looking forward to that action out there uh this weekend for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and now you got me excited thinking of thinking about all that could go wrong. I mean, just face it though in, in a more positive light. Uh, it, uh, we could capture his first win, we could potentially capture his first ace, eagle throw it. like so many things are are all on the table that, you know, could be some of his first that's what Barella needs. Some of his first. We'll, I'll be there for him with camera. Ready to go. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think that's about it for the regular show. I'm unofficially not, but kind of trying to get sponsored by our friends over at Drink Wisconsin Johnny, I don't think you've had this yet. I have. You not might enjoy this. What is it? I've been to Drink uh, Wisconsin Blee at, the, at the, the
0: bar that they used to have um, with some friends. It was right around the corner from my office. I don't know. I don't believe it's still there. I think they've moved now since closer to downtown. they're down right next.
2: Yeah. They're, they're down basically right in the, uh, the deer, deer district. district. Uh, they make the damn good brandy old fashioned. So it's a canned Ooh. brandy old fashioned. And, uh, I've had some conversations. I actually know the gentleman that this is his recipe. He literally made this and they canned it and have turned this into a very successful beverage, uh, the box
0: is able to be bought not just terry yeah. folks myself as well this is something you could get behind i could get under but i'm not it behind there. it i could get Ooh-hoo. i could get it in me yummy yummy in my tummy tummy we'll get you one
2: of those smashbox backstamps tattoos you don't know i don't have one <laughs> it's true and i'm not looking if if we're being honest, I'm not <laughs> going to bother looking. All right, guys, we're going to close it down for the regular show. It's been fun, and uh, I think we got some great insight. Paige Shue, I don't know who else she's been talking to. I know she's been super busy, but uh, I'm so glad we could kind of rapid fire, get a ton of great answers out of her, uh, and super excited for her. Of course, excited for Zach Melton uh, as he's about to embark on the tour yet again. and. Looking forward to seeing what he can do. One of the most fun lefties that we see out there, week in and week out. So, thank you to both of them. Thank you to all of you for joining. If you're unfamiliar with what happens now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, which doesn't even feature a commercial. Actually, we just roll some credits. I grab another brandy old fashioned, and uh, then we come back for an after show. And if you're like, what in the world is an after show in 2023? Well, that's where we talk about things that are either golf or non-golf related could be pop culture music movie news beverages whatever it is and then we also interact with you guys on the chat board the chat board uh oh oh, hold on yep okay i just got an update from uh youtube they said that they have turned on the super chat feature so that is again available so if if you want to look into that see if it works there's a little thing to do so for Johnny V, I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy. Again, thank you to Zach Melton. Thank you to Paige Hsu. Uh, we appreciate all the insight. And uh, we'll see you in the after show. You step inside the Smashbox. Thank you to our
0: $2 and above patrons. Your name is listed below in the credits. If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashboxtv.